All right, Painkiller Already, episode 235. We're live. This episode is, of course, being brought to you by Crunchyroll. So you want to head over to Crunchyroll.com, and you want to sign up and register today to get in on our exclusive offer of Crunchyroll Premium, free for 30 days. That's right, Crunchyroll Premium for an entire month if you sign up using Crunchyroll.com slash PKA. That's how we pay to have me in such, uh, such fine accommodations tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's about. So, Kyle, where are... Oh, by the way, our guest is Bobby Burns. Bobby, hello. 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 Thank you for coming on. I got to say, Bobby's uh, audio setup pretty sexy. Is anyone else feeling it? <laughs> right? Like, you just, know? Just some Beats headphones. Just a little I, mic. I swear, not only does the bass come through the headphone, does it come through the mic. I, I, I think yeah, they... they, they it's, there we go. <laughs> uh, Kyle, Kyle, you're coming to us from, I was calling it hotel internet, but that doesn't look like a hotel, is it? It is a hotel. It's just a, a decent one, I guess. I'm in Harrisburg, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Uh, we're doing a gun show up here. Uh, the, the convention center is literally like right out that window over there. So I'm doing that tomorrow. Um, they had me come up here to do kind of an appearance. So we're, I'm signing autographs and taking pictures and stuff for the next three days. Uh, awesome. So yeah, they they came down and picked me up in a private airplane today, which was cool. We've talked about it before, how like it happened. One promises a private airplane, and so few deliver. And uh, these these people totally delivered. Down, picked me up, and I was I went from Georgia to PA in like an hour and forty five minutes, I think. <laughs> I have been promised an airplane once, maybe twice. Like I can't rattle them all off, but I've been promised before. You, on the other hand, like I want to say. Half a dozen times or more. It's three or four for sure. And, uh -huh. and, and like you know, and and today it was a very nice airplane. Don't get me wrong, but it was a plane, right? So it's got props that turn on the side. The thing's probably a, a, a million dollar plane. I don't know. I don't even know about planes, but it's not a jet. And I've been offered jet rides before. Like, yeah, we'll come down in our twenty million dollar plane and pick you up. And I'm like doing the math in my head. And I'm like, isn't that like eighty grand worth of fuel <laughs> you're about to burn? I'll pick my ass up when I'd have flown first class for you know happily. I don't know about this. So, yeah. Lots of times it's been promised. Um, but this time they came through, so that was cool. I'd never been. I'd been in small planes before, but I don't know. Nobody's ever came and picked me up in one, you know, 10 minutes from my house and taken me somewhere before. <laughs> the text conversation was great because I'm like, you know, show me pics so you're totally lying. And she's <laughs> just like, I'm on a bus. This is a real bus pic. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody want bus pictures? <laughs> I say shit. <laughs> like, I almost texted him like I was I was flying over like I was actually flying over your house today and I was like I should ask him for some of those bus pics but then I realized it might be misconstrued as being like mean so I <laughs> but I really want bus pics. I, he sent a few bus pics. Did you see the bus pics? I saw one bus pic. I saw it was just you know the frame of the front of the bus. Right. Well, then I'm I think I might be exaggerating with a few, but he I, he sent a bus pic. I used to have it open right here. All these stupid plain picks. Here we are. <laughs> Coming in a little quiet for me, Taylor. Yeah, I don't. Like yell into that mic like you're angry at it. Let's let's test that. Fuck you, Mike. Perfect. <laughs> Maintain that the whole. <laughs> not even kidding. That's the level you have to be at to even get up here where we are. All right. <laughs> <laughs> events <laughs> i like angry taylor <laughs> situation all show long so um <laughs> we weren't sure like 100 i wasn't personally sure that uh you know i almost pointed to myself but i have a knife in my hand so i was like you know 
I wasn't a hundred percent sure <laughs> that we were gonna have a show because um, Kyle was away and stuff. But uh, we'll go. Well, you guys know now how long the show turned out, and I don't. So that's yeah. that's kind of a thing. Yeah, but, that there even is a show is a good thing. I, uh, I I wasn't sure the hotel internet was shit as it always is. Uh, I'm tethered to my phone, so uh, I don't know. It's gonna cost me twelve dollars or something. So. You're tethered to your phone right now. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad, huh? Yeah, yeah it looks really good for phone internet. It it does. All right, people, you wonder where the Patreon money went? Bam! <laughs> here you are. Four G LTE. <laughs> Kyle's cell phone plan. Cell phone. Oh, I go back. <laughs> Uh, a bunch of there's a bunch of topics that we got here in the chat that we go through. I, I like all the current event stuff. Uh, we talk to our guests some about yeah, what he does. Yeah. So Bobby, so what do you got going yeah. on? What do you, what you, what do you have what you going, going on? on? I kind of um, I, I might be coming through your speakers. Somebody, somebody? I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. I'm coming on someone's speakers right now. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's my voice is reflecting right back into my headphones. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it dude, that's like that. Um, what is the device called? The speech jammer. Is oh, yeah. What it so does? I'll get to just speak through speech jammer the whole podcast. and we create. Oh, testing um, your voiceover skills. I'm launching a new channel, actually, um, over the next month. I mean, I've already done a soft launch for it, but it's basically a channel that is solely dedicated to movie trailer edits. So I've done some videos like if Frozen was a horror film or um, if Up was a horror film. I've done... Star Wars and the style of Tarantino or Incredibles was directed by Christopher Nolan. So those kind of things. Um, and But this channel is going to be solely dedica dedicated to those. So I'm really, really excited. There's already been a soft launch um, like two weeks ago, but then the real launch will be coming up in the next few weeks. Cool. So it's, it's going to be really fun. And talk about some of your other work you work with. Um, so I work, I work with CinemaSense. I actually work for CinemaSense. I run their channel called BrandSense. Um, so it's basically what they do with CinemaSense. But with Brands, it's kind of like a slightly lower quality, way shorter version of the John Oliver show. That's basically kind of the way I, I look at it. Um, the, so th that that's one of the shows I do. I worked on a series for the like cinema. What did you say? I like that with the brands. Uh, so I like because there's tons of those. Mm -hmm. And I sit there and watch like a dozen, 20 of them. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So awesome. How, how old are you, Bobby? I'm 18. 18. Uh -huh. So do you have any training in this? Are you, you self-taught? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I started doing video work when I was 11. My dad taught me how to use like an old VHS camera, mm -hmm. and then I just learned everything from YouTube. So I've, I'm not, not planning on going to school after this, because I, I have a full-time job working for CinemaSins right now, and then just YouTube. So that's, that's pretty much the goal right now, is just keep working through YouTube till I can get to directing features. That's pretty much the... The, the, the path right now. That's the ultimate goal, directing feature films, like like yeah, legit, yeah. hour and a half long. I mean, next month, um, well, actually, well, let's see, how many, if my phone will, I, uh, 12 days, I'm going to shoot my first feature up in Buffalo. I'm going to be cinematographer on a feature that, uh, it's going to be really awesome. It's written by my one of my buddy's girlfriends, uh -huh. and he's directing it, and then they just, we finished casting, I think, two weeks ago going through rehearsals right now and it's going to be it's going to be really really fun is it a paid gig oh uh, yeah awesome what are you shooting yeah. it on um it's black magic cinema 4k ah. i've shot on just the black magic cinema i haven't used the 4k version of it yet so i'm very interested in seeing what the differences are i can't imagine it's much much different than it um I, but it's going to be fun it's going to be very run and gun and we ha i think we have 21 days to shoot the entire feature 
So that's going to be, that's going to be fun to, to try to get that done at the time. I think we're shooting six pages a day. So it's going to be, it's going to be quite busy. That's, that's a lot, right? Cause my understanding is it featured like six weeks would be kind of a common time. So you're going mm-hmm. pretty much double pace mm-hmm. with oh. people who have never actually shot a feature before. Like, I don't think anyone who's there has ever actually completed a full feature. Well, I don't so see what could be... go wrong, quite frankly. <laughs> exactly. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I mean, the thing that happens, you learn a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's, that's what I'm most excited about. It's just going to be just actually being in the middle of it, having to solve problems as opposed to just, hmm, what would I do in this situation? Actually have that experience of being in there actually solving the problems. All right. That sounds cool. I like so that you, camera. I you... thought about, I'm sorry, Kyle, did you want to go? I was going to ask him, like, like, has he always had a passion and love for, like, film and movies in general? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, my, the first movie that I ever saw that I absolutely loved, don't judge me on this, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, when oh. I was, like, when I was, oh. like, 10 years old. No, 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 I was 10, okay? I was 10 years old, and I saw Star Wars, and it was, made me fall in love with movies. Now, it's Star Wars Attack of the Clones, and I, I see what it is, but that it's a was great- the movie for a 10-year-old. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. Um, and that, that movie made me fall in love, in love with movies. And definitely, since then, I've just been... It's pretty much my, the main focus of my life is movies. Um, is I, on my main channel, my Bobby Burns channel, so I do a lot of reviews and dissections of films, um, so things do, like that. Do you feel guilty for shitting all over them on CinemaSins? This is people's hard work. <laughs> Exactly. Well, the thing about Cinema Sins is, if when you first glance at it, that's what it looks like. But it really is good natured. It's just people joking. Two thirds of those sins are making something out of nothing. They're just they're exactly. just mean. Exactly, exactly. But that's why that's why it's funny. Like they'll have sins like doesn't contain a lap dance. Like it, it's just goofy, stupid, funny stuff. I mean, it's not. There's, it's probably like one-third actual problems with the movie and then a bunch of other just random goofy shit on top of it. Um, and, and there's a lot of directors like Kevin Smith who's – he loves CinemaSense stuff. Like mm-hmm. he, he got in contact with them and it, they've been talking to him and stuff. Like one of the guy who – Jeremy who runs CinemaSense wrote a book called The Ables and he actually – Kevin Smith wrote the forward to it because he loved their work so much. So it's, it's cool to see people who make stuff that they've even – Send, come back to them and say, oh, that was hilarious because most, almost all the movies that they're even sending, they still like the movies. They're just making fun of them. Kind of mystery, mystery science theater 3000. Oftentimes they outright say that at the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for I, sure. I like those videos. I, I really love movies. So anything that's, that's one of my favorite things to do is, is sit around and just watch movie trailers. So when I see something like Cinema Sins, I'm like, oh, this is extra content for me that <laughs> otherwise just wouldn't exist. And I really dig that stuff. Yeah, especially now that they've expanded. I think it was last year they expanded from the videos used to be around two to three minutes. Now they're 18, 25 minute long videos. And so it's it's so much more content. Because before they would write a whole script, cut out a hundred jokes to get down to the select few. And they were like, oh, we don't have to do that. People will enjoy it if the videos were just as long. And I don't think they saw any view view drop. It's just... People are there. They're hungry for that kind of content. I've noticed that about YouTube. So for people who don't know, uh, YouTube has started rewarding with like better ads and, and just better you know, dollar per view for longer videos, right? So um, who used to make – there was a channel devoted to like five-second films. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Taylor, that's uh, Taylor. Just so you know, you're almost quiet. Like uh, you gotta like, yell. Yeah. <laughs> it's five second films, Woody. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And uh, and like so, a couple years ago, they made five second films, and it was great. And and they really managed to tell a story in five seconds, which is pretty impressive, right? You just like flash, 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 flash. And it was like, like early Vine, but actual good Vine. Yeah, but great Vine. <laughs> and um, YouTube and the way they monetize now, I mean. Shucks, a, a thousand views for them is probably worth like fifteen cents. Like they they, they really reward the long form stuff. So a lot yeah. of people started making it, but I was surprised to see that a lot of people started liking it. You know, it, it, I, I can see why video makers might want to go long form, but I didn't know that video watchers would like it so much. And, and I didn't. I know think that I, would. I think kind of the gaming gaming generation of people are making that where it's okay to do that on YouTube. They're getting so used to watching a 35-minute Minecraft playthrough that mm -hmm. it's it's easy for them to watch a 5- or 10-minute vlog about something or something like that. But I think four years ago that – well, there were some people who watched, like you said, a 35-minute Minecraft playthrough. But mm -hmm. there were a lot of people who just wanted highlights. Like I don't know if you oh, watched yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm saying like back in, back in the day for sure. But like now it's to a point where there's so many huge gaming channels that are just these long-ass – 40 minute videos, no cuts of them just playing that like, I know my little brother, he'll sit there for four hours and watch this guy play Minecraft. And I'm like, why, why are you doing this? You can go, <laughs> go do that yourself. But it's kind of making, it's opening. I think it's almost a good thing because it's making people be more willing to sit through long form stuff. And I think, especially in the movie industry, we're losing that a lot. Like I just watched Goodfellas again. That's my favorite movie of all time and then I watched The Departed and just the difference in the way those two are edited even though they're different movies there's so many more memorable parts in Goodfellas than The Departed because they're longer wider shots that you can see everything you can absorb that information and I think what you're saying about the longer form content it's giving it's making it where people are able to absorb the information better where they enjoy the people's personality and stuff that they're seeing on screen favorite director name somebody Scorsese, definitely. Scorsese. Hmm. Scorsese. It's Scorsese. Either Scorsese. It's between Scorsese, Fincher, Nolan, or Tarantino. Those are like my, my top four. Tarantino is the one I was going to pull out. I, I mean, if Tarantino makes a film... I like, I don't know any other directors. <laughs> <laughs> I, if Tarantino makes a film, I'm looking forward to it. All I need to do is, like, if it's announced he's taken on a project, I wait years in anticipation. Like, like for the Hateful Eight. Yeah, I that, am so excited. Yes, that. yeah, that was great. And Django love, was amazing. Mm -hmm. And almost everything he's made has been incredible in my mind. And I, I love how under wraps he keeps stuff to up until right before it comes out. Like stuff will, might accidentally leak, but he doesn't promote the shit out and show you everything before you see the movie. I now, love that. That's so awesome. He only shoots in film and I don't yes. I don't get that. I don't know why he's so anti-digital. He's he's definitely a film purist. I mean, he's he said he's he's only making like two more films, I think, and then he's done. But he's Scorsese's been saying that for the past 20 years. It, so it, Tarantino said he was done after Django too. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure. Because he said he said once he was like 50 something years old, he wasn't gonna make movies anymore. He's like 49, I think. So, so he he said he doesn't want to become like Clint Eastwood, even though he loves Clint Eastwood movies. He doesn't want to become Clint Eastwood who makes decent and then bad, like uh, like American Sniper. Like I was not a fan of American Sniper at all. 
I just thought it was, it. yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just, it, it was propaganda or because I you felt like it was just, I, I, I definitely felt like it was propaganda ish, but that's not, that's not my problem with it because I've seen plenty of films that are propaganda ish films that I love. Um, it, I just thought that it was, I don't know. I felt they could have done so much more with his character and focused more on his character than just the kind of extremely long, kind of boring action scenes that they shot. Because there would be so much people just running in dust and close-ups of the shaking camera. And dust. I just felt like they could have done way more with that than they did. What about his brother? The timeline with his brother. Like, like where do, where do we revisit that at any point? You know, he he sees yeah. his brother, and you see his brother's all gaunt and like. Yeah. And wasted away, and he's just like crazy eyed, and 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 he's just like, hey man, what's wrong with you? Nothing, nothing. We never retouched that. <laughs> I was really <laughs> expecting something to come up later, and then there was just nothing. Yeah, nothing there, and the whole movie felt hollow. It felt like it felt like that. It felt like Clint wanted that movie to be like thirty minutes longer. <laughs> that like the secondary story was still kind of there, but just the skeleton of it was left, and. Did- I just didn't care for it. I didn't like the editing. I felt it was. I felt like it was poorly edited. But I feel like I don't. I, I don't. My opinion doesn't matter enough when it's something that Clint <laughs> signed off on. Yeah, the kind of. But I. But I want to think like I'm not the stupid one here. That's just not a good movie. I, I don't care what it was nominated for. It's. it's did I you? Just, um, did you guys see the the fake rubber baby in the movie? I saw the. Yes. Yeah. Did you miss it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fucking rubber baby. That was hilarious. And, and I heard the excuses for that, but I don't care. No. <laughs> Nobody's got to get a baby. Like, nobody knew anyone who had a baby that could bring in at least a puppy would be, have been better than that. Like, just with it's puppy. Like, yeah, there's hundreds of people on set, and they can't find one person one who has a connection to a baby. There's they just really put a fucking cabin patched kid in his hands and hope for the best. It looks with, with a weird little green screen hand that's just. <laughs> there's weird uh, laws that dictate how long a baby can work. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, it's like 30 minutes a day or something legit. Like it's a oh of time, and it's expensive at that. Like I don't know, maybe you're paying $400 a second or something. So <laughs> use the damn baby fats. I think both babies fell through that they had, and they were babyless, and you know they were up against some deadline or scheduling thing. But I didn't care about that excuse because it's like no, no, this is a major motion film here, and it's not. It's a major, major motion film, if you know what I yeah. mean. Like, Huge fucking budget. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the Wait, budget so to make the their babies fell through. So <laughs> I heard something. Well, like, it, oh, Tad's got the shits this morning. <laughs> no, I, I heard that it was like the Now he's retarded and can't move his hand the right way. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, get another baby. How hard can it Still be? Ken's commercial. He doesn't need this shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, want, I want Game of Thrones to do the equivalent. Like, you know, there's a there's a scene that calls for a horse, and it doesn't work out. So you get two guys in like a zebra Halloween costume, like the big furry ones. <laughs> They're just like, you know what? Yeah, we the horse fell through, so we just came up with a fake horse. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was a, I was in, I didn't care for that film, and I felt like I felt like everyone felt like they're supposed to like that film. Mm-hmm. Patriotic or something. Exactly, like you felt like you were being. Anti-patriotic. If you, I was just having a conversation with someone about this today that you felt like you were like betraying your country or something if you didn't like a movie. Those, uh, you know, those patriotic overtones, and I didn't think it was like propaganda because you see how much he suffers 
and how mm-hmm. much he struggles with his decisions that like I don't see how you could watch that and be like, oh yeah, I want to go be like Chris Kyle. No, <laughs> you're like, fuck all that shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking shoot myself in the foot or something. I'm not going over there. His life's ruined. And after yeah. he gave everything he had, you know, some crazy shot him at a fucking uh, shooting range or some bullshit. So no, I don't want to yeah. be like him. I don't want to go through what he had to go through. I, I, so I didn't feel like it was propaganda. I just didn't feel like mm-hmm. it was good. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, I got to uh, think. So watch this video. I'm going to share it with everyone. I'm sure the formatting will be messed up. Goddamn Mac. All right. It's loading up for me. My OBS. Oh, good. It worked. Uh, Shit. Oh, I've seen this. This is really funny. I, I, I disagree entirely. So let's talk about it. Are we ready? I'm still loading. I apologize. I'm playing. Time. Oh, we all we do like a one, two, three play. So we'll queue up at zero. All right, I am queued up at zero. Do you think you have enough buffer? You should. I, should we play? Oh yeah, I have the speed. Fine. Yeah, it's totally All right. good. All right, so I'm at zero. Three, two, one, play. Things I do for this child, hey. All right, she's eating some sort of tiny little caterpillar type thing on a survival show, hosted by Bear <laughs> Grills. If I have his name right. Almonds. You yeah, do. Right. Right. How would you describe I, it? I wouldn't have said almonds. <laughs> okay. Oh, dear. So did you swallow? <laughs> did you? Or did you spit it out? I swallowed the worm. And it was well it. done. Interesting to know. <laughs> Interesting to note. I'm impressed that you, you swallowed. I really am. It, very interesting. He's so embarrassed. Lisa, anything else you'd like to say I, about that story that I like? worked Chicken. very hard on for many hours? <laughs> what, what I would like to say... <laughs> I'm just... I, I worship Timmy, you. it's all right. All I want to say is uh, very interesting to note that none of you so were... So she asked, did you swallow? I, uh, yeah, in reference to the I caterpillar to thing that she bit. Yeah, Kyle was washing out his hair. Yeah, I was that, washing his hair. And she didn't answer. And Timmy, I can't even She's not a good sport. Was, but anyway, what about the NRL launching tonight, Timmy? And that's it. I I, I don't know. I, I, I was frustrated. I, I was like, that's your joke? Didn't she just make a joke back about hard-ons? Did I miss it? What was the joke back? I don't have audio. Oh, did you? She said, do you have anything else to ask about that story that I worked really hard on? I... If, if, if that was intentional, then it was more clever than I gave her credit for. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I did not, I did not get a hard on joke at all from that. Right, I, I, I just feel like PKA is fifty times funnier than that shit. <laughs> like, we will tell actual jokes and not just yeah, fifty. I did the math on it, Taylor, and uh, <laughs> and it is like you know, like. It, it's it's just a hint of a joke. It's a hint of we almost said something slightly risque, and then they backed <laughs> off, and the whole internet's going like bonkers yep. over this thing. I think it's just because it was on the news, like on on television. If anyone else did that, it would just be like no one fucking cares. Yeah, I swear. Watching, uh, I I saw that clip, and I watched a few other ones from that same show. And it seems like they kind of capitalize on making crass remarks where it's like, oh, it looks like this guy committed a bit of a boner. And then everybody's <laughs> about it. And it's like, okay, all right, see what you're doing. But that seems to be this show's you know, capitalization, that they 
make little pseudo-sexual comments all the time under the auspice of being actually risque, as what he did. And it's I really see, not that fun. I see that with YouTubers that, that lack any kind of range a lot. They'll be like, oh, it's so funny when you, like, look straight at the camera. And then they'll just do that, like, all the time, forever. And uh, I, that's what these guys, they're just a one-trick pony show. And, and I'm just like... I don't know. It brought up the lame, and I, I felt like no one else was seeing it but me. This is lame. This is and the way, that he, the way that she ate the the maggot or whatever that was. Mm -hmm. Like if you gave me that maggot and you told me I'll give you a free Chipotle burrito if you eat this, <laughs> right, I would do that. I wouldn't need some grand incentivization to do that. It was a quarter of an inch long, teeny tiny, and it just the, after the it first, two, it's just a bean. Just think of it as a pinto beat. That's what's going to squishy and bland and shitty. Like the way they build those things up into something that they're not. I hate in every survival show in everything mm. that. Have you ever well, has it, hey, out, that whole uh, Bear Grylls drinking his own piss thing? I actually did some mm -hmm. research on it the other night for no reason, just because I was thinking about what would actually happen if you drank your own pee. That's incredibly dangerous. That's an awful thing to tell people Unless to you're do. Diabetic. Unless you're diabetic, and then it tastes kind of like Sprite. Man, you can actually uh, brew beer from their uh, urine. There's such there's so much uh, uh, sugar content in the diabetic uh, person's you urine. Can. But if you're not diabetic and you drink a bunch of pee, you're not drinking water, it just further distills that pee into a more toxic concoction. Like, there's a reason when you pee it out, it's yellow. It's because there's a bunch of toxins and nonsense that's in there that your body doesn't want. So when I'm you reintroduce it, it's just distilling it further. So by the end, you just have a shot of pure nastiness that your body can't handle. Yeah, I don't think Did they, they not actually do that in the show. Wasn't it fake? No, he drank the piss. He actually did. Oh yeah, he drank the piss. Like he so, made he's he's oh, okay. hotels and shit, but but he'll drink his own piss. He doesn't care about that. I know one survival expert. Um, I don't even know him anymore. I used to go off roading with him, but he was a seer. Are you guys familiar with what a seer is? I'm not. Uh, I'm gonna mess it up, but it's like they're yelling in my house. Um, it's like search, escape, rescue, and something else. But basically, they teach downed pilots how to stay alive and uh, and avoid torture and stuff like that. Anyway, he says not to drink your pee. That there's a like those are all the things your body doesn't want that it, that it didn't get any value of out of. And uh, drinking your own pee is is not good. It's a little like drinking seawater. You know, it might seem good at first, but you, you're not doing yourself any favors. I don't even think drinking pee seems good at first. The only reason I, <laughs> was, I saw some British cunt do it on TV once. <laughs> well, the first couple of glasses are rough, but after that, have you ever eaten a bug, Taylor, or anything like that? I've eaten ants when I was young. I ate a really big cricket one time, but it was like a fucked up cricket that had like really big, nasty legs. Um, but we were having a party at my house, and all these we were trying to film something, and uh, and, and all these girls kept like. It's a fucking bag, just like making a really big deal as cricket, and they were like, yeah, they were like encircling it, like three girls crying like children about this cricket, and I and it was interrupted what we were doing, and so I just went over and like grabbed the thing and just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you eat it in two bites? That makes it way grosser, I think. I chewed it up and fucking spat it on the floor, and I was like, it's fucking dead now, and I, <laughs> I shut him up. <laughs> that's that's great. I, so I, I said, Jackie, yes. I'm like, you know, we're live. Are you yelling at the children? And she said, yes, I'm yelling at the children. And I'm like, just so you know, 
everyone's listening. And she goes, you tell them it's raining and he won't look for an umbrella. And it's perfectly valid to yell at my children. <laughs> <laughs> she's doubling down on it. So uh, <laughs> she's got like, she's walking the dogs outside. There's like three of them. They're not paying attention. Uh, poor woman. I worked her all day. You want to talk about um, some politics for a little while? I guess uh, Donald Trump announced his candidacy. <laughs> Um, which just so everyone knows, just so everyone knows, Donald Trump's not a stupid person. He do, he knows he's not going to be president. Everything that he's going to do this year is, is camp, while he campaigns is only to further his other interests in life, which is making money. Really, he's making himself more popular. While you morons like make a big deal of the fact that he's running for president, we all know he's not going to win. He knows he's not going to win. Yeah, I think you mean us. No one's going to actually vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> some people will. But uh, he, he, <laughs> he went on some really racist uh, tangent today. Something about Mex Mexican rapists or something. Uh, I haven't heard. Uh, he was talking to an audience. And, and I, 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 shucks, I'm going to get this pretty close because I read it just recently. But he's like, you guys are good people. You're good people. They're not sending over people like you. They're not sending over people like you. They're not sending over people like you. They're sending over their worst. You know, these people are drug dealers. These people have problems and they bring those problems with them. These people have, uh, they said one of the things and he got, and then he just throws in and they're rapists. And then I imagine there's a few good ones mixed in too. That's what he said. <laughs> Why would you throw that in as an add-on comment? Like, <laughs> the thing that you forged the comment ahead on, like, and they don't, they double park, and they go <laughs> to the self-checkout line, and they take too long, and they're rapists. Like, just lead with that's the smart maneuver. I, I, I so I'm looking for the, the exact quote. Let me see. They're not sending us their finest people. It's people from countries other than Mexico also. We have drug dealers coming across. We have rapists. We have killers. We have murderers. I mean, it's common sense. What do you think they're going to send their best people over, their finest? No. I think this might be different than the other quote. Like, he might be... This is part of his, like, campaign stump speech. Where he just... Like, it wasn't an off-the-cuff remark. It, he's on... This is him saying it to, like, on a... Like, to a TV reporter. Oh, okay. It's different than the one I said. This guy is is doing kind of an anti. Sounds like Mexican, but he's saying it's not just Mexicans. But it. Yeah, there's El Salvadoran rapists. There's Honduran rapists. <laughs> all kinds of Latin and Central American. <laughs> Those Chilean rapists hit you from behind. Sprinkled across the whole continent. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think he's trying. He he's just trying to be inflammatory. He's trying to. He, he wants more ratings for his next Apprentice show or whatever the fuck. I, uh, that's, that's all it is. I don't fully just, understand the business model, but I hear it a lot. Sorry, Mark Taylor. Like, like uh, uh, Huckabee is one, right? Like, Huckabee, I think he didn't run last time, but he, like, flirted with the idea of running, if I remember it right. And then, of course, he did run, and he ran for longer than he was relevant, but he kept in it because it was raising his profile. Then he got a job at Fox News, and, and he enriched himself personally and became like a long-lasting national presence for the right. And I think Trump is also enriching himself personally, but I don't know how he gets people to fund this thing so that at the end of it, he could become a famous like Republican spokesman of some sort. I don't think that's what he wants. I, I think he just... He's kind of a media whore, right? You know, everything from everything he does is built around that. He wants attention because attention equals dollars. 
We need a it political exactly singe channel. Do we? He's being just for the sake of drawing attention to himself. He has no interest in being in politics. He's making more money than he could as the president in his current job, selling shit-tier ties at Macy's. Like, that's all he wants to do, is promote himself. And it's a smart maneuver, if you're being honest. If you have the money to get yourself in that race and pretend to be a real politician, then it's a smart way to promote your brand name. But What non-politician would you like to be uh, your president? A non-politician I'd like to be president? As I look at the field right Pete now... As I look at the field right now, I was talking to my girlfriend about this, and uh, we were talking about the possibility of Jeb Bush and a few other of those knuckleheads. And I was like, as much as I hate Hillary Clinton, like, I'd vote Hillary before Jeb Bush. Like, if it were Jeb Bush or Hillary Clinton, like, I think i got to vote Hillary Clinton. And that just disgusts me. So I I'd rather vote someone Bush. like, what's that? I wouldn't vote for any Bush or any Clinton. Like, we need a new name in the White House. We may as well have kings at this point with how many repeat names we have. And the more I listen to Jeb Bush clips on YouTube, the more I think he might actually be a legitimate retarded person. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this on the show once before, but apparently Republicans haven't won the presidency without a Nixon or a Bush on the ticket since like the 60s. Like it's a really long time. You know, because really? Bushes were on the tickets all the way through 1980, right? And then... Um, so you got you know the the two ones with the younger Bush, and then you've got three terms with the older Bush, and then you have some Clintons in there. But that's not what we're talking about. Before that, Nixon was a president, and then he so Nixon got reelected, even though his second term he only served a year or two. So um, and then before that, Nixon was a VP. So Nixon and Bushes have been the Republican presidents for some stupid amount of time. What about so Reagan? Republican, right? Bushes were on that one. He was the VP for Reagan. On the ticket, not yeah. the Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, George Bush's dad, George Bush, H.W. Walker Bush, was, for people who don't know, I think Taylor already does, was the VP on both Reagan tickets. So, so yeah, it's getting to be a bit of a monarchy, it seems. You know, like the, it just passes down through the families for, for an awful long time. Kyle, Howard Stern for president, maybe? I'm, I'm struggling to come up. Uh, no, no, he, he, fucking idiot. No, no, <laughs> that's entertaining, but he's a moron. No, he's, he's he, not a moron. He's very clever. No, no, he's so, dude. That guy would, that guy's no. So I was watching him interview a whore on roller skates today, and I was like, so, roller whore, roller whore. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's the thing, right? When I was a kid, people made a big deal out of. Um, IQ, right? That was like a big thing. Who has the higher IQ? You always wanted to have a higher IQ. Um, when I was, I guess, probably in college or something, this book called The Bell Curve came out. If you're unfamiliar with the, the bell curve, it, it's it, it's about the IQ curve and it's distributed on a bell curve, which is this thing saying that like, I'm going to get my numbers wrong, but something like 87% of people are one standard deviation from the center. And then, you know, as you get towards the tails, it just gets to be very, if you're on that edge on the good side, then really good things happen for you. It was all about IQ. I feel like that shifted now and I like it. Because everyone's like, really, IQ? Do we give a fuck about IQ anymore? It seems like if you're good enough, then there are much, I don't know if I say better, but there's much too, much more to life success, whatever life success means to you, than just IQ. There are plenty of smart people playing poker against each other, not doing shit in their life, and not happy. Yeah. 
I'm, like I'm, IQ, too much stock is put into IQ as a gauge of real life intelligence. Like, so what? You can solve a puzzle pretty quick. Like, I had to take, I, my mom made me take a children's IQ test when I was like between 8 and 10, I think. And then I didn't want to take the adult one because it either, first of all, makes you an arrogant cunt if you do better than you think. Or it makes you set imaginary limitations for yourself. If you score lower than you think, there are no benefits to taking it, and it's not an accurate representation of intelligence, since so much of intelligence has to do with your ability to communicate, your ability to convince, things like that that aren't properly evaluated in those tests like the stanford Binet or the Weschler Intelligence Scale for Children, things like that. There are people out there... I'm sorry, I thought I hit your the end of it. Um, like, like, so there are people out there who could just kick my ass in Go or chess or whatever your, you know, IQ competition of choices, and uh, and they're not successful in love. They're not successful in their careers. They're not just happy people. Like it, it, things aren't going well for them, in spite of their awesome. The happier you are. I'm sorry. The stupider you are, the happier you are. There's, there's. <laughs> Think about this. There are absolutely every smart person you've ever met, every truly smart person you've you've ever met. At the heart of them, they're they're a very unhappy person. They're very unsatisfied because they're able to look around them and see all the problems that that, that surround them in the world, in their communities, in their own personal lives. They can they can self uh, they can they can kind of look at themselves in the mirror and they can give uh, an intelligent and accurate representation and. It saddens them. Well, maybe them. I'm happy to be dumb then. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm on a kind of a hot streak right now. And, and this whole <laughs> dumber you are, the happier you are, I, I don't know. I, when it comes to sex, success, like uh, Taylor was pointing out you know, what, I've called, what I've heard called EQ, right? Your emotional quotient, your ability to like connect with other people, persuade, convince, and, and just enjoy. And it, it, like, persuade and convince sounds like it's the keys to manipulation and becoming some sort of cult leader or dirty salesman. There, there's, you know, just straight up getting along with people and enjoying company that, that also comes from EQ. And then, you know, there's some other guy who's ridiculously successful in life and he owns a landscaping company and he's doing great professionally. Like he's earning a lot of money. It doesn't take a lot of intelligence to do what he does, but he's out there, elbow grease, nose of the rhinestone. And, and he comes home to a loving family who appreciates what he's, he's up to. And like, there's a lot of success and IQ. I'm just like, you know what? Fuck your IQ. Like, I, I don't give a shit anymore. There, there's way better ways to measure a person and, and what they have to offer. See, I feel like what Kyle was saying of smart people are generally unhappy. I feel like that's a fallacy insofar as people who really want to believe that they're smart use that as a rationalization for why they're unhappy. Hmm. Saying, oh, I, you know, if I were a little dumber, I could reconcile all the things that I see in this world, but I'm just too smart. I can't do <laughs> this example, though. How many people have you seen that you think to yourself, if I were that person, I'd just, be, I'd just kill myself. I'd be crying myself to sleep. I couldn't exist as this person. But you look at them and they're, I know having, some. A ball. they're having a ball over there, yucking it up, living in their life. You know, let's... I, I don't want to label anybody, but you look at them and you're like, I could, I wouldn't live like that. I'd have someone put me down, like, like, <laughs> yep. exist in that skin. And yet, you look at that person; they're over there, just 
fucking having a Slurpee, just just yucking it up and having a great day, and 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 just no, not a care in the world. They don't care about the fucking environment. They don't care what what's going on in Libya. They don't give a shit. They they, they got their green apple Slurpee, and that's all that matters. The people that that I'm thinking that's the extent in, of their worries. <laughs> the, the green apple Slurpee sounds incredible. Maybe I'm one of these people. The, the, <laughs> the, uh, He's actually just describing you the entire time. Yeah, right. Yeah, the whole this whole conversation's been about. Me. Like, oh my god, imagine that. Imagine how that sucks. And I'm like, no, I'm imagining like every person you've ever seen in a Walmart. I'm imagining, like, I, you know, you go to people of Walmart. I'm talking about those people right there that I see every time I go out somewhere. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it places like Jeremy's wedding. Jeremy's wedding. Can we talk about Jeremy's wedding? You know, we can. Those were some really, really funny pictures, Kyle. Those so were went- great. So I went to my friend Jeremy's wedding, and uh, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be too harsh uh, about any can, uh, about a- anything and everything that went down. Kyle, it was so entertaining. What? Can you give the thirty seconds on who Jeremy is for Bobby, please? Yes, of course. Um, Jeremy used to work for me. He uh, sort of did odd jobs here and there, and really anything I needed of him. He's about twenty one, twenty two years old. He's a uh, he's a big country strong strong guy. He's He's kind of dumb when it he's back getting stuff done. You like if you were to tell him to go like do three things, he'd fuck up all three of those things. You repair the thing that he was working on at step one. Like he's a real, real fuck up. He also has. Um, he's not kind of dumb. He's super, super dumb. Maybe he, <laughs> he would kick my ass. I think. <laughs> but but. So the guy's getting wedding, uh, getting married, and. I'll, he's, I'll getting just, he's, he's getting wedding. He's getting wedding. Yes. Wedding. Oh, those other people are so dumb, aren't they, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so his wedding is coming up, and I know it's going to be a pretty ridiculous affair because he's a redneck. He's he's everything that you think of when you think of a redneck, and he'd happily tell you that. And I knew going in that it was a cowboy-themed wedding. All the groomsmen are wearing black cowboy hats and uh, and black shirts, and uh, uh, um, we're doing it in a park by a waterfall. And I don't think we notified anyone or reserved the space because there's like tourists milling around and we're sitting up I was the best dressed person at the wedding, period. I came <laughs> Including the groom? I yes. <laughs> so I wore pretty much the same thing I wore to Joe Lozon's wedding, except I wore some different slacks. They were like uh they were kind of tan, khaki-ish colored slacks, and uh and I wore a different tie. I think I was actually technically better dressed than when I went to Joe's wedding, but I couldn't see myself wearing jeans to a wedding. And that's what they told me to do. I got there. There's a guy wearing a graphic tee, flip-flops like these. <laughs> Drinking a Dr. Pepper while bride is coming down the aisle. <laughs> Swear to God, there's no music. There's no music. You can't hear the service that's being performed by this really fat lady who looks like she's dressed for the dollar store. Um, I don't know. Just the way the people were dressed. It, everyone was very, very underdressed, except for the groomsmen who looked like, I don't know, like they were about to have a, have a gunfight at the OK Corral or something. They're all dressed up like cowboys. <laughs> of what liberals want to believe conservatives are is what they <laughs> that sounds like everything outside about 10 minutes outside of nashville that's pretty much everything around there <laughs> i See, love god one of the pictures kyle sent there was in the same shot a lady wearing jorts and flip-flops <laughs> and a guy and there was a stars and bars on his shirt 
like a Confederate flag. Like that's Jordan a normal George. thing. Here. Yeah. When you're not in 1864. The best man had a had a stars and bars belt buckle on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking big. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It was yeah. uh, it's really fun. I was laughing on the inside the whole time. Um uh, at the end, we, you know, he had like a big tip jar basically to throw cash in. So I, you know, I, th- I threw him a good amount of money, and uh, I think that was for the honeymoon. Uh, let me tell you a short story. Did someone what- make fun of you for your outfit? Um, Jeremy, Jeremy himself, he was like, "You way overdressed," <laughs> and, I, and I was like, "Ah, you're, you're just dressed like a fucking clown." <laughs> I can like, I came here knowing that I would be overdressed. I didn't know I'd be the best dressed. And if anyone shows up, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to be the guy at the wedding wearing flip-flops. I, I don't want that to ever be said of me. So I, I was going to wear fucking dress shoes. And I was like, at least dressed up like you're going to Sunday school, Jeremy. Like, try to put it in terms he'd understand. It's like, whatever. But in, in the end, he married a very pretty girl. Um, they, they had their baby there. It was a touching moment. They got married. They got hitched. And uh, I think they're going to be happy together. So that's good. The night before, however, this is what happened. It's 2 in the morning, and my phone goes off. And I don't normally get messages at 2 in the morning anymore. So I, I, I check this thing, I look up, and uh, it's, it's my friend Chris, who lives near my father's farm. He goes, someone just went down your dad's driveway, and they haven't came out yet. And they, people have stolen stuff from my dad before. They went, they've gone down there and stolen a few things. So he's got cameras and lights, and <clears throat> he, he generally tries to patrol the thing at night occasionally. So I immediately call my dad. I'm like, hey, somebody just went down the driveway. The hammock came out. You need to get over there, take the AR-15, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, yeah, all right, I'm going, I'm going. So I'm like, well, tell me what happens, you know, when you get out of there. So are you going too at this point? No, no, I'm too far away. He's he's two minutes away, and I'm 20 minutes away. Okay. So he he calls me back after he's gone down there or whatever. He's like, I got down there, and it's fucking Jeremy changing his brake shoes for the honeymoon. (laughs) (laughs) It's the it's two a.m. Technically the day of his wedding, and he's changing the brake shoes to go on his honeymoon. So, dad's up there, fucking ready to take him out. It was pretty fun. <laughs> That's great, I guess. So yeah, I, that was one of the most ridiculous, and it was cool because like I told you, I, I I had never been to a wedding before, other than when I was a kid. So going to Joe's wedding, Joe's wedding is pretty much what you see in movies or television. It was everything I felt like was done appropriately. I'll just, I'll just put it that way. Very nice wedding. I enjoyed myself. And uh, I felt like it was everything was done well. You know, once they said I do, there must have been twenty or thirty people who were on Joe's dime, like getting to work, doing stuff. But it just wasn't the case when I got to Jeremy. So I guess I got to see both aspects, <laughs> ends of the spectrum. I uh, really liked Joe's wedding. I liked Jeremy's better, as far as like the fun. <laughs> I was laughing on the inside. <laughs> Time. What I liked about Joe's wedding was I liked the two families. So I I actually knew a lot of Joe's friends. I was surprised how like clued in I was. Like I knew all of his best men. I knew a lot of the people that weren't best men. I knew I feel like I knew eighty percent of Joe's guy friends, and uh, um, I had met his parents before and stuff. I was like, wow, I didn't realize that I was as you know integra- integrated. You know, I don't know what else to say. But um, uh, I didn't know as many as of Katie's friends and Katie's family. And they were really great. And I'm just eyeing ball this thing up, judging, and they're coming out well on my evaluation. And uh, I, I think they'll have a great life. So that, that was what I liked so much about it. I was like, this Joe, is a really good s- setup they got it here. It was a really touching moment there when, they're, uh, when Joe and, uh, and his wife are dancing and, and he's got his little uh, Joey there. 
And uh, it was just really, it was really touching. It was really nice. I told him afterwards. I was like, I can really tell you guys are happy together. I was like, this is this is wonderful. I feel really great for you. This is this is great. That that's the word. Those are the words. I, I felt really great for him. Like I, I don't want to go on forever about Joe's wedding. I'm not sure it's a, a funny topic, but it. I, I just. Oh, uh, Joe! Oh, what a guy! <laughs> I felt great for Joe. I'm, I'm, I, I feel like he's made a really good decision. He picked a good one, and uh, and that's that's cool. Bobby, are you into gaming at all? Um, uh, uh, just a little bit. My brother is really into gaming, but yeah, I I do play a little bit. What do you play? Um, I was a big Halo fan, and then there hasn't been a Halo game in what, like two years. Played a lot of Skyrim. Um, I played some of The Last of Us, which is like I think that's the fucking coolest game I've ever played. I thought it was fucking beautiful. I haven't played that yet, dude. It is fantastic. It's like playing a movie. What'd you say? Is it a PS4 exclusive? Um, I think it's a PlayStation exclusive, but I'm not totally sure. Okay, that's that's fine then. I've got an Xbox One, and I, I play a lot of stuff on the PC now. I used to do everything on an Xbox, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know, maybe the last two years, I've slowly made the transition to P- PC, and I just love it. Uh, really? I used to play nothing but first-person shooters. I, I really wanted the fast twitch, competitive, I got you, motherfucker, kind of gameplay. Mm-hmm. But these days, uh, I really like to really just... Sit back, zone out, play a, a strategy game. I play a lot of a game called Civilization. We're not going to get into a whole Civilization yes. uh, subject here because, like, every, last week we had like the best Civ player in the world on, and so we went on for like an hour about it. So I play a lot of Civilization Five. That's that, that's that's my game. Is right anyone there. else enjoying the maturation of Kyle? Like the, this is so we've been on YouTube for a long time, Bobby. I'm not sure how familiar you are with our stuff, but I started in 19. 19- no, it would be 2009. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to say, um, yeah, YouTube yes. wasn't around. I'm totally full of shit. I started in the 80s. When no, I was, it was <laughs> uh, the nine I was going for was 2009 is when I when I started my channel, and even before then I watched a lot. But uh, so people who like have watched me have like seen my life evolve, uh, and and the people who have an interest in my stuff, like I've seen them change. Right, the the the, the middle schooler they used to all fuss at me about is now in college, and, uh, and I think that's really a, a neat thing. Anyway, I've known Kyle since the start, and uh, now he's like, you know, you know what? People don't really call me at 2 a.m. anymore. Like, those days are over. It's just because I'm not fucking as many whores. That's all it is. Like, I know, but that's part of the process. <laughs> and but Kyle has matured, and just like a month and a half ago, he was shooting a potato gun in his house and catching snakes <laughs> on a whim. He is not. Yo, no, that dude. I would do that. <laughs> I would do that. I don't know. It's a few different things have changed. Um, I don't know. My tastes in a lot of things have changed. I guess. Um, but I'm still a child. I really. Yeah, am. So am I. I'm. I'm. I'm in my 42 years old, and I'm as immature as fuck. Like your sense of self doesn't change at all. But you do change a bit, right? Like you know the the things about you, you like you, you evolve and you're like, well, I'm I guess I'm smarter. I, I avoid some of the terrible decisions I used to make. Yeah, you know that like thinking before doing that that's that's part of the process. Kyle is maturing. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to see it. And and there's still that immature streak in him that exists in all of us. But uh yeah, I I I, I have an inner thought process. And of Taco Bell every week. You're not <laughs> Fully matured. So, so just hold on to that as your last bastion of. <laughs> I had this. Th- so so here, let me think. We're doing a um a team building thing. It's next week, and uh, and I'm really looking forward to this 
And one of the people that works for us, Heather, people know Heather. She's had a rough go of it lately. Her father-in-law died. And this is my thought process. Somehow it seems to tie into immaturity. It was like, ah, her father-in-law died and she really cared about him. So she's been, you know, she's had some rough days and weeks. And uh, I'm like, I wish there was something I could do, like maybe as part of this event to, you know, like reward that. And then it pops into my head like, hey, we could have a who has the deadest father-in-law competition or something. (laughs) Like, nah. No, I no. totally kick her ass at that. Like my father-in-law's way deader. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's way more dead. Put him out in the year three thousand. He'd still fucking be dead. That's how. What? <laughs> we could like, rewind a couple years. Still dead, father-in-law. <laughs> get on my level. I, I just. Your dad, Todd Swam, mine was dead. Fuck off. <laughs> so, but I, I don't know. Somehow, like, yeah, your, your sense of self and your thought process, like it. You don't think it changes at all, and that's an example of me being an idiot. It still happens all the time. But, um, you know. How, how long have you guys been doing your podcast? The podcast? 15 years. <laughs> 15 years. Yeah, yeah. We started back on iTunes in the 1930s. Um, <laughs> I, I want to say five years. Does that sound right? Oh, wow. So does this. This is 235. 35. So we do an episode a week. Obviously, there's weeks Damn. that missed in the middles, but. Um, you know, four or five years. Why? That's crazy. Yeah. So, so if we've missed ten episodes, then the five-year anniversary would be right around two forty something. So it, it must be getting close. I'm sure the super fans know. They keep track of that weird shit that I never. <laughs> there are people who know way more about this show than me. Wait, <laughs> amount of shit. Like on the Reddit, people will be like, "Hey, what was that time that like Taylor blinked oddly for three seconds? <laughs> uh, that was one thirty-eight. Uh, two hours and nine minutes in, <laughs> and oh, 11, and like, <laughs> of the show. So I read today that originally they had cast Tom Cruise as Tony Stark instead of uh, Robert Downey Jr., and that one of the things that made the talks completely fall apart is that Cruise was unrelenting on his request that his face be visible at all times as Iron Man. <laughs> Which is... In... The most and where most of his visibility was like shown from the inside, yeah. where he's, like, looking at weird graphs, and he's like uh, Stephanie or whatever his computer made. <laughs> uh, you know, pull up the the algorithm on bullets or whatever the hell. <laughs> what did you guys think about the new Avengers movie? I uh, I thought it was a step behind. Go ahead, Woody. I, I I would happily get to that topic, but I was just thinking it occurred to me. When he did, was it The End of Tomorrow or what was that movie called? Edge of Tomorrow. The Edge of Tomorrow. One of the, like, by battle, by take two of that thing, his face shield broke so you could see his face for the rest of the movie. Like, everyone else went in there with, like, a big mask, some sort of protective gear. <laughs> and, and he had, like, you know, oh, coincidentally, the second he touches down on the sand, you can see his total face. <laughs> so badass that he doesn't even need a helmet. He's just... <laughs> Like karate chopping aliens. It's he doesn't care. Karate chopping aliens. Uh, the new Avengers. I liked it, but it wasn't good enough to get me excited for the next one. Like it didn't lose me as a fan, but I, somehow I'm just like, you know what? That was good. But I I walked away from the first Avengers thinking we are in a golden age of cinema right now. Like this is some of the. But I think if you take the last like ten fifteen years in movies. You could get a lot of the best movies ever made 
and some of the classics that they talk about from like whatever the silver screen days that wouldn't do that well today like if you look at the actors in it if you look at the plots it's simple predictable etc you know six cents to me which i know is probably older than 15 years i I think but like that movie is as good as any movie that's ever been made and it's just one of the good ones nowadays Mm -hmm. like they're it's It's been long enough now where it's kind of become its own classic perhaps but but I, i watched the new avengers and i was like oh this was a good movie but i just don't think it goes down is one of the all-time greats. No gold star. No gold star for this one. Uh, I'm still excited for uh, the, the Civil War movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's good. You'll get to see a different version of Tony Stark. He's going to have to be. He's going to be at odds with Captain America. So we'll see uh, We'll see how that goes. Anybody else? Wa- did anybody watch Jurassic Park? Just watched it last night. Ah. Me right. too. I'm not excited. It either. It's, it's like the whole thing is kind of like, eh. Huh. Like, there's a ten- problem with it. Eh. I read that... Uh, only one dinosaur is ever killed by by uh, direct human action in any of those movies, and it's in Jurassic Park three, I think, where some kid does a spin kick. And I was like, "Wait a minute, that's right. They don't kill dinosaurs in Jurassic Park." So you're asking me to go watch two hours and three minutes of Chris Pratt running from and or chasing dinosaurs, but there will never be the payoff I want, which is Chris Pratt fucking kicking a door down and like twelve gauge like three velociraptors. <laughs> Dinosaur blood, like going everywhere. I want the T Rex to get like lit up with a 50 caliber machine gun, and you're seeing impacts, and he's just like, and just fucking dies. I want dinosaur death. That's the movie. I, and they always have weird cop outs in those movies where it's just another dinosaur kills the dinosaur. So well, they did you see it? Shoot it. I haven't. Seen I haven't it. seen. It. I'm just basing it on the first, second, and third one. Well, you just called the ending to the movie, so. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I, it's, no people are gonna kill dinosaurs in this movie. Like know that going in, because that ruins I, it. I haven't seen it, but let me guess the end. They're somewhat cornered by the evil dinosaur or velociraptors, whatever it is, and then in a moment of desperate attempt, they do something to try and kill it. It fails, and then through the bushes bursts forth the other dinosaur that they saw 40 minutes ago in the film, and it eats the other ones, and then that music. <laughs> And they survive. Is that it? <laughs> it's it's almost exactly that. It's a big, a, a little veloc- velociraptor but it's a team jumps of on velociraptors, top of it. Right? Uh, one velociraptor jumps on top of it. A T Rex comes out and starts fighting it, and then the giant one in the water grabs it and pulls it under. <laughs> when you actually say it out loud, it's really fucking stupid. It's a really it's a stupid dino tag team. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. And then, and then the the worst part about it is they do that. And then all the dinosaurs look at each other, like they're like, "Yeah." And then they walk away from each other. They don't try to. They don't continue trying to eat each other. They're just like, "Good job," and just leave. They're very introspective reptiles. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I, I wasn't interested in Jurassic Park, but from any of this stuff, like, like nothing at no point since I heard it was announced uh, was I interested in it. I just don't care at all about that. I, I could tell it's going to be bad. It's not going to be bad. It won't be a bad movie. It'll be a good movie. But it's not going to be a good movie for me. I'm not going to like that. I want something dark and edgy, and I, I want the characters to seem real. And if there's going to be a, a romance or some, some secondary plot line, they better earn it. It better be good. Yes. Then, no, I'm not going to get I feel that. like Chris Pratt is the new Will Smith, right? Like, anytime he chooses to do a film, it's going to be a blockbuster hit. People will just go to see it because he's in it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's the highest grossing movie, uh, like, opening weekend of all time now. 
Well, they count Thursday. They started counting at Thursday at 7 p.m. That doesn't seem fair to me. But oh, that's really? the new standard. Isn't that what they normally do, though? Yeah. No. I, I, I'm with Bobby on this one. I, yeah, I think, I think that's yeah. what they do now. I'm pretty but sure. When? Like, how do you compare it to, like, Titanic? Because I doubt Titanic started Thursday at 7. Well, but they, you're going yeah, pretty old happens. school. Why do you compare the money anyway because of inflation and the, and the increased ticket price? Like, I pay 42 bucks when I go to IMAX for two people. I used to play... I used to pay sixteen. I so, think you compare the money so that you can look good compared to previous tickets. <laughs> I agree with what like a, it was probably like a year ago where Woody was saying that you want to see Chris Pratt succeed. Like mm-hmm. he's the kind of person that you want to see do well because he's funny, he's likable. The interviews you watch with him, you can see he's a genuinely funny, nice guy. And so people want to go see those movies if for no other reason than to support his ventures. And so I think he'll continue to succeed with whatever he does. Until Speaking uh, of Chris Pratt, I feel like... They, so they are rebooting Indiana Jones. Like it's something that's happening. They announced that. Of the big stars right now that could potentially play him, Chris Pratt would be someone I'd be like, okay, yeah, do, do that. Because he already has that kind of... Harrison Ford personality on screen that he had when he was Han Solo. Not necessarily Indiana Jones, but if they're going to reboot Indiana Jones, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna do it in the very PC PG thirteen way that is acceptable now for audience. Because like they got away with so much stuff in the original Indiana Jones that they would never do in a PG thirteen movie. Now with like the really intense, like the faces melting, like straight up showing that stuff, they can't get away with that now. Huh. So, as far as in a PG-13 movie, and they're definitely not going to make an R-rated Indiana Jones movie. So, I think Chris Pratt would be an... The, I think it would be the safe choice for doing an Indiana Jones. Who that, else like, would be a choice? What about the guy, I, uh, Mad Max? Is that Carl Urban? Oh, um... Oh. T- um no, the, the actual guy? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, yeah. Dude. Tom. Now, he would be awesome for, like, a gritty, realistic Indiana Jones. That yeah. would be fucking fantastic. Yeah, that's what I want. I really, I really liked Mad Max. I, Me I, too. I, uh, that's my, That's the best movie I think I've seen, and maybe probably this year. I, I don't know. Oh, absolutely, this year, if not the previous year too. Like that's my favorite movie in a long time. Ever, ever since it was pointed out to me how much Nook looks like Joe Lozon, I just think of him as Joe Lozon's character. Like that was the Joe Lozon of the film. You know, he's uh, some sort of warrior, etc. I just, yeah, Joe was in that movie. Does Joe Lozon name his cauliflower ears? <laughs> well, side. That was great. I loved all the bull, all the bullshit, getting shiny and all that stuff. Uh, I, I told Woody like on Amazon. Um, under the product reviews on Chrome Paint, it's like tons of people talking about War Boys and <laughs> related movie stuff that relates to the film. It's it's really funny. They're all talking they just, about getting shot. They just they just did such a good job at building out the mythology of that world with quick little sentences like that, and then you could sentences like like mm-hmm. most of the world was flat, fleshed out visually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, like you could just tell what was happening. You didn't, you didn't need to be fo- spoon-fed with narration everything that was happening. You could just see it, or someone would say, like you were saying, with the, the shiny, the s- something in Valhalla or whatever, and then you would get that there's that whole religion based off that. Like, you understand that. You don't need to be spoon-fed. Yeah, you got the altar to the V8, and V8 is four fingers and a V, and the thing. It's very neat. I like the, you know, they were milking those women for their titty milk. And Everyone likes that. Hydroponics they had set up and mm-hmm. all really dug that movie. Oh, I want to see Martian. 
Ah, yeah, that's now. I'm excited for that too. I feel like that's going to be good. They've got a great cast on board. Who's directing that? The Martian. Um, Ridley Scott, I think. There you go. That should. It sounds like a home run to me. Like that's going to be an eight and a half out of ten. Has she directed mm-hmm. anything? Before? I don't know what her other movies are. No, no, Ridley Scott. That's a guy. Oh, it's, it's the director of <laughs> Alien and um, Gladiator and like fan, just huge fantastic movies. He also did okay. Prometheus. Who was which the was actor a- in Alien? The actress, I should say. Oh, um, Ripley. Oh uh, no, the, she car- the character of Ripley, but it's. Super- Gorny and Weaver. For some reason, I thought her. Yeah, messing up names is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard that. I heard his name. I immediately thought Alien, and I immediately thought he or she played the lead. <laughs> you like Alien or Alien better? I'm sorry. Alien or what? Alien or Aliens? Um, I think Aliens, just because, and they're totally two totally different kinds of movies. That's, the, that's why I ask. It's it's yeah. not. Aliens um, for me. As far I, as rewatchability, I think Aliens is just more fun. Because, yep. But Alien is great. It's such a great slow burn to the, the payoffs with the actual when you actually see the creatures. I, I, sometimes when I when I see a scary movie, I put myself in that situation, right? And I think, what would I do? How would I handle this? And mostly, I'd be flipping fine. Totally fine. These people in this scary situation are making terrible decisions and they deserve whatever the fuck they get. But in Aliens, I'm like, they're all more badass than me. They're all in a heap of trouble. Oh my goodness, where's the popcorn? Like th- that movie, and that, I like that about that. So, you know, when they're in this, the things dripping and there's the acid saliva, they're breaking through in the vents and, and the guy's like, oh, my God, we're going to die. I'm like, yeah, I don't think it looked good for you. Game over. Yeah, game over. And I can So I love the first one. I feel like you got so much. Um, there's, there's like there's sort of this undertone of rape that's suggested. It, it's suggested that this, this thing is, is, is raping the, uh, the one lady. Huh? Nothing. Continue. And uh, and and there's just so much fear for this thing. I, I saw one re-edit, or not a re-edit, but sort of a fan point of view where they suggested that the alien isn't a bad guy. He's a scared creature lost in on the spaceship, and he's only trying to defend his best friend, best and only friend in the world, that orange cat of of uh, of Ripley. Because the, every time he kills, it's in defense of the cat. If you pay attention, every time he gets all riled up and goes after someone. They were trying to fuck with the cat in every single situation. The cat's there trying to Are you sure? Or is that like a snuff? All right, so think back. There's the one scene where he comes down from the chains and he kills that old guy and takes him up in the chains. The guy loses his baseball cap. Um, He was trying to catch the cat. Then you go back to the scene where the the black guy and, uh, and the young lady with the short haircut when there's sort of the implied rape. Cat's there again. Every single time the cat's there. And then on the spaceship, once again, the cat's there. Every time. Of course, the cat was a main character, so that could just be a coincidence. But uh, I think if I have to pick, it's 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 aliens. Uh, but just because of what you said, the rewatchability, because the first one is sort of a it's a horror film. It's it's mm-hmm. re- it, it really relies heavily, kind of like Jaws does, on anticipation and and what's what's in the shadows. And once you know what's coming, it's a little bit of that is lost. But Aliens is just nonstop sort of redefined what a fucking space action movie should be. Space Marines, all that stuff. I'm really, really, really excited about the next Alien movie with, uh, what's his name, Neil Blomkamp or whatever. Yeah. I Neil Blomkamp. Thank you. 
<laughs> I like Blanc and Cock better. I'm going to stick Blanc with that. Blanc and Cock. <laughs> I mean, Chappie sucked, but I, that doesn't take anything away from his work to me. I like, I like what he does with visual effects. I like how he makes everything really shiny. And it, um, if you look at like Elysium and uh, what was the uh, the District other District Nine? District Nine. You can see like his that version of special that unique. It's a little bit different than what others do. So with Chappie, I just rewatched Chappie again today. And there are a lot of parts that I really like. Overall, I, it's not that great, but I think he was doing something in that that isn't really done a lot. Because anytime there's the robot, it's always really focused on what is it to be a human, and it's very philosophical. And then this film took a totally different approach. With I mean, there was that stuff was sprinkled in, but like I'm a fan of Dean Ford, which is the the. the Ninja and Yolandi, which are the two actors who really played the gangsters, so I'm, I'm kind of biased in, in that in that regard. But I liked how they he just did something different than than what you expected when you're going into. I agree. Taylor, do you but have a ceiling it wasn't, fan? It wasn't. Do you have a ceiling fan blowing on your I mic? Do. I can't solve this. I hear it. It's not what bad. You, it's just me. I, there's a refrigerator like over there that's making a small amount of noise. Let me know if it's me, real dude, quick. Dude, I am an expert in your mic, the Shure SM7B, and I'm totally confident that it's not picking up a refrigerator from across the, the hotel. <laughs> uh, we bring him back, mic talk. Everyone, <laughs> the, the, if there's a beautiful thing about Kyle's mic, it's that like you need your hand, your your mouth like a fist distance from it, and you sound great. If you slouch or, or don't do it right, then um. Like it hard. So you're saying if I'm back here, it doesn't sound as wonderful if it, as it does if I get up close and personally. <laughs> the really difference is huge. And I'm going to do the same thing. Like I'm going to go here and then I'm going to go back like he did. And I think you'll find the difference is it's, it exists, but it's not like Kyle's just was. Mike talk. Oh, my God. What, okay. are, <laughs> what are your thoughts it's on my erection. It's kind of <laughs> edging their way into feature film uh, territory? I see that they got uh, – I know it's called War Machine. Who's, who's, whose picture is that? Brad Pitt? Wait, Wait who, who's edging, edging? into movies? Okay, so Netflix is making Brad Pitt's next movie. It's called War Machine. Oh. It's going to be straight to fucking Netflix. Like it's, gonna, it's, Brad, it's a Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt action movie, but it's not coming out in theaters. It's going to Netflix. And, uh, Brad Pitt? Yeah. Wow. That's a huge I, step for Netflix. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like ne I, Netflix is right there with HBO. Like, would you be shocked if you know HBO landed a big person in one of their specials? Detectives. Uh, I want it. I want it. Like so, so HBO did True Detectives, right? They had Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. I suck True Detectives was my favorite. I think that's my favorite <laughs> miniseries. That's like come out since Band of Brothers. I think that's that's my favorite miniseries. It's, it's incredible. You've got I, very good taste liking Band of Brothers. <laughs> oh, yeah, Band of Brothers is incredible. But um, so no, HBO can do it. I feel like Netflix is completely their peer, and if they land a a lister, then yeah. You know, no big deal. I, but I think Brad Pitt is a much bigger deal than Matthew McConaughey because Matthew McConaughey is accepted critically, but as far as box office, like Brad Pitt blows him out of the water. That's you're, you're right. I just think that's crazy. But I mean, he he has done some smaller stuff. Like, did you see Killing Them Softly? Yeah, yeah, I did. He did a smaller film, which was I interesting. Thought, I thought his role. I thought he was strong in his role, but I felt like um, what's his name um, that from Goodfellas. Um, Oh, Ray Liotta. Right, I felt like Ray Liotta was weak. Mm -hmm. Felt like he was weak, and 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 not, and even worse than weak, 
I felt like he was trying to like like bring back a little bit of his Goodfellas character mm-hmm. instead of fleshing out a whole new one, and mm-hmm. it it felt it it, it was it was kind of cringeworthy for me. I watched it's the whole film. It's in the accent a little bit from Goodfellas, the way he was talking. Yeah. Yeah, we I, and the guys, we win. Blah, 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 <laughs> I feel like if James Gandolfini had done some other work where, like, he he did another gangster or you know, like a, a period piece, especially if he's a '30s gangster, he wouldn't come out sounding like Tony Soprano. He he mm-hmm. he'd, go, he'd go and do the work, and and he wouldn't sound like the same guy. Of course, I'm probably being too judgmental on a guy that's won a ton. I want to squeeze something in. It it is possible that my power will go out and Ooh. the show will end. So, oh, do you I have a storm? I can hear it. Yeah, we have a rocking storm right now. So uh, I just want to throw it out there. If uh, if the call ends and I don't come back, then you'll know why. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and we can all uh, point out that he should have gotten that generator. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, it was so expensive. I, I feel like... So I, I guess you guys wouldn't know, but um, things that you... Like, I don't know, if you wanted to rent a hall, right? It'd be like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever, two, three grand, you rent the hall. But if you say I'm renting a hall for a wedding, they're like, oh, I see this fucker coming. Eight grand. That's how I feel like with my house right now. Like, people just walk through it. And on the other side, the estimates we get are like, ah, 15 grand, 30 grand for 30 grand for a backup generator. Are you fucking with me? I believe you. I think that I definitely think that's true about your house. But compounding that is the fact that anyone who comes to your house to do work hits you so high anyway. Like I don't feel like my house is is uh, is something that's gonna blow anybody away when they get there. But when they came to give us an estimate on our AC, it was fifteen thousand dollars to put in a new AC system. That's what that's what they told Kitty, and, and it's just it, it's absurd. That um, is super. Did you guys do it yet? Whatever um, they want. I fixed the She. I, I don't even want to. I'll tell you later. I fi- that thing got fixed. It was eighty dollars. It's it was. It was very frustrating because we'd gotten the first opinion and it was like fifteen thousand and replaced the unit. And I was like, "Fuck this shit! If it's fifteen, I'll pay it. Let's just do it. Let's just do it now. I'll do it now. Like I'll pay fifteen if it means AC." And uh, and the guy gets there and he's just like, he was a fan of me, so he was he was completely upfront and cool with me. He was like, "I fixed your problem. Went outside and opened it up and <laughs> fixed it. And it was it was good." He's like, "I ain't gonna charge yet service fee. Here you go, right." Seventy-five fucking dollars. Like we were both so upset at at ourselves for like believing the first guy and not immediately getting a second opinion that like we we haven't talked about it since. And this is the first <laughs> time I've talked about it since I got prepared. <laughs> I, it, it was it's that dude. That's I'm well. I'm I, you know I'm so happy for you that you learned a life lesson and it didn't cost you anything. Like yeah, uh, and I didn't pay that motherfucker fifteen grand. Ah, oh, like like. I, it, th- that would have really upset me. <laughs> that would have really upset me if I'd gotten scammed. We got an off-brand, so our air conditioner and, and heater is one unit at the uh, Apex house, and uh, it must be 12 years old now. But when we got it, every, you know, people would come by and they'd be like, I never heard of no like, Calvin system or whatever it's called. And uh, I'm like, I don't know. They told me it was like computers where like, the same people make the insides on all of them. And, uh, uh, but it's been 12 years. We never had an issue. Still works. Made a good call. It's good. Yeah, so, this guy, repairmen, plumbers, all the, any contractor really will try to fuck you in the ass. I guess that's a, that's a bit of education for anyone out there who's maybe, uh, you know, going to get a home. I know Duct Tape Man, our, uh, our super fan, uh, from the subreddit and from our events, he, he's getting himself a house. So, 
Uh, I hard. hope he took my advice on the inspector. That's a thing. So did he, uh, I have a no topic. I'm sitting here looking at it. But I want to talk inspector talk for just 30 seconds. Here's the deal. When you buy a home, your real estate agent will recommend an inspector. That inspector is your real estate agent's partner in making this sale happen. If your inspector ruins some sales and says, no, no, you don't want to buy this shit, then the real estate agent will quickly find an inspector who doesn't tell you that. So what you do is you go to Angie's List. If you're American, I don't know if that's Canadian or not, but you go to Angie's List, find an inspector that's highly rated, hire him yourself, and now that guy works for you, not your real estate agent, and does a much better job. Inspectors are not a lot of money, and uh, it won't cost you anything more. You know, yeah. Three hundred yeah, bucks. Percentage sometimes, right? I, I I haven't heard of that. I usually would I would expect to pay for like a regular sized house three hundred bucks or something like that. It, I think I paid for either by the square foot that he was inspecting or for the listed price. It was something like that because it was one of those things where it's like, all right, la da 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 da, I owe you this much. You know, you had to add it up. But um, I used the one in one situation with that had been recommended by the real estate guy. And in fact, he was, you know, up front. He got in there. He's like, oh, you don't want this place. Oh, it's a mess. You see that pipe you got there? That was part of a class action suit back in the 80s. <laughs> Until three years ago, could have got it all done for free. But now. It's on you. We're looking at 30, 45K, ripping the walls out. It looks like there's already been a little flood in there. You can see. See that damp spot? That's just the start of your trouble. And I'm just like, all right, you stop there. We're leaving. <laughs> just, no. That's how we were with that, what I call the Smoot house, that house with the pool in it. My God, I still look back in that and think it's I... First world problem. I wish it happened. I really, you know, <clears throat> this is a nice house and everything, but there's no pool in it. Like, it, I almost bought a house. There was a pool in the center of it, and the house was around it, and it was all inside. And uh, I just looked through. I When I first saw it, I was like, I'm not worthy of this house. This is really great. And, um, you know, my, my real estate agent was like, sure you are. You, you're worthy of this home. And, and I wanted it. We made an offer. They accepted it. It got to the inspection, and the house was totally wrecked. The plumbing was ruined. It needed all new plumbing. Like, 80% of the plumbing was ruined. Um, it needed a new roof, it needed new insulation, all the subfloors were rotted, it was the world's worst house. Um, but I still kind of want it. <laughs> it's never too late, maybe someone else will go in there, bite the bullet, pay for that new roof and all that new plumbing and get the, the subfloors taken care of and you can swoop in in the next mortgage crisis and scoop it up. There you go. Hey, you want a new topic? Yeah. Yes. Love it. The NHL's oldest cheerleader, Molly Shatuck pleads guilty to rape charge. It turns out this chick, who's 48 years old, was having sex with a 15-year-old. And now she's guilty of rape. What team the is she a cheerleader for? I don't even know. Like, half NHL teams don't even have cheerleaders because they get, like, bottles thrown at them and nobody wants them standing in front of the glass. Especially a 48-year-old one. The Ravens. She was a cheerleader for the Ravens. And uh, I'm looking at her... It, yeah, 15-year-old me totally would have hit that. 15-year-old me would have hit anything. Let's see this. You got the, you got a, you got a link? Oh, I'm sorry. I should be linking you guys. Let's uh let's share this up. I thought you said NHL. What no. I I think he I, actually did say NHL because I, I was very confused. If it makes any difference, I was totally thinking NHL. Oh. <laughs> I said it again. NFL. Yeah, she, she looks pretty good there. So she she was having sex with a fifteen year old, huh? She was. 
now did they did she uh, are they accusing her of rape they're trying her for rape or she's been convicted of rape she pled guilty to rape to rape it looks like it's in the title yeah it is (laughs) fourth degree rape so let's see what fourth degree rape is um yeah I know off the top of my head, but I'm sorry. I like where crazy. you get raped by a professional cheerleader. <laughs> uh, they're calling her a socialite here. A person is guilty of fourth degree rape when the person intentionally engages in sexual intercourse with another person and the victim has not reached the that victim's 16th birthday or, it seems like that's the one, Intentionally engages in sexual intercourse with another person and the victim's not reached their 18th birthday and the person is 30 years of age or older. Except that intercourse shall not be unlawful if the victim and the person are married at time of such intercourse. Huh. So is, is it basically it, like it, an extreme statutory? She blew a 15-year-old friend of her, of her kid. She That's blew what, him? That's all she did? Blew him, yeah. I'm, I'm reading through Yeah, but she performed oral sex at a rented vacation house. She's well, that just seems like an act of kindness. You know what? Look, kids out there listening to this, stop ratting out these hot older ladies who are just trying to bang you, okay? <laughs> Up standard here, and it's deserved. 48-year-old dude and 15-year-old girl, completely wrong. 48-year-old woman and 15-year-old guy, nothing wrong with that. You no, just, but if you were a big, fat hawk who was disgusting, Kyle, you would have a different stance on this. Absolutely. It, you can clearly look at this and tell, like, that's a hot chick. He wanted her to suck his dick. Then he went and, like, bragged about it to somebody. Like, look, a cheerleader, an NFL cheerleader sucked my dick. And now she's going to get a fourth degree, like, she's going to be a sexual predator. She's going to be in a list somewhere. They're going to take her DNA and put her in counseling with real predators. All who are because like- she was cool enough to make you the coolest guy in your grade. Yeah. See, I don't even think he ratted her out. Like, I feel violated. Having my cock sucked was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Really, just like bragging gone awry, where a kid was like, like a, some kid's mom that this guy was friends with, got ragged on for his girlfriend being in his room, and he was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." Well, Steve got his cock sucked by a forty-eight-year-old Ravens cheerleader, and then she's, "Oh my God, that's horrific." And it's such this- bullshit because look, you've got to keep your mouth shut. Why are you telling people? Like, like you can't tell people if they're under, if they're overage women sucking your preteen dick. You, you've won the lottery already. But if you tell anybody about it, they're gonna take all your money. That's just, how this works. Just for the record, teen dick I can get. Preteen dick I think is a little bit of a stretch. Fifteen. <laughs> I, look, my buddy. You said preteen. That's twelve. I yeah, said, if that gets nine, it's a different story. <laughs> I meant teen. I, I don't think I said preteen, um, but I meant teen. If you're 15, like, there's nothing wrong with that. And the ch- fact that she's super hot and 48, like, doesn't make a difference. Like, I mean, it's good that she's super hot, but I don't care that she's 48 instead of 28. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter to me. She just likes sucking dick, and uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. This is a... She likes a, sucking dick. Guys like their dick She likes sucking dick. Th- this yeah. is a, a match made in heaven. And he it's ruined true. it. Now, now, do you extend the same thing to guys who share uh, naked pictures of their girls? Because I'm just saying, like, girls it's are willingly great. sending you naked pictures, and, and that behavior will someday end if they know Not that these are shared. Asking. I, I'm asking, like, so you're saying, say, 15-year-olds who ruined the whole uh, statutory rape thing that they were previously enjoying, they ruin it by... Sh- by spreading the word. Now, 
what if you're a guy who happens to be getting a lot of uh like you know naked pictures and stuff then um you know if you share those then you ruin it for everyone too right maybe yeah. not because a lot of those girls who are sending those pictures the vast majority don't put their face in it so they're kind of expecting you to show people like it's not like like a senior photo where they're like oh look at my my nice you know tits and my ass and all this and i got my smiling face like that's not happening it's usually kind of obscure bathroom photos where it's just neck down so i think they kind of know you're going to share it in some situations yeah totally yeah i, I think it goes the same way you know like, especially if you're in some sort of a social environment where like becky knows knows jimmy and jimmy knows Susie. you know what i mean like if you're just out in the world then like I'm not, i don't know anybody like the guy i met downstairs like i'll never know anybody who knew him but if i'm in high school of course everybody fucking knows everybody and it's like doubly uh, uh true that you need to keep your fucking mouth shut again nobody yeah. knew who i was fucking in high school i didn't say a word to anybody because i knew it might jeopardize me fucking in high school you know what <laughs> it I, mean? was a I wasn't stupid <laughs> say a word so did anything else happen with that lady who was pretending to be black this week? <laughs> she did some interview. I know she did an interview. I'd love to see it. I, 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 like, I know there's one part she had when she was little. She was like, I would just always end up coloring with a black crayon. It's just, I always went to that. It's like, what? what? That, that whole so that, that, that has to be just a big joke. Because yep. there's no way someone could say with that in sincerity. Like... When does this, like, the trans thing stop? I'll just be trans poverty so I don't have to pay taxes. I like She's been going for five years, though, with this, this fake thing. Like, she had, she, she showed up with this fake black guy and said he, that he was her uh, uh, dad, you know? Like, I think there's images of really? her fake black dad. Yeah. Um, and she's just tan. She doesn't even look, like, I've, I've certainly seen um, at people who are ethnic in one way or another, and they have a really, really light skin tone. But you look at this lady, and it's like, she's got a nasty perm and way too much tan on. Like, she looks orange. Does not look black at all. The whole thing is funny. The and I'm black. So. Orange is the new black. I like that. <laughs> I see what you did there. That is interesting that she was able to get away with it for so fucking long. Her parents turned her in. That's the best part. They're, like, tired of this shit. <laughs> Just, like... Just sick of her nonsense piece of bullshit. They're like, we're Irish. And so <laughs> <laughs> we are Irish. My mother's name is Brent. What is your fucking problem? <laughs> her name is Stephanie. Find another black girl named Stephanie and I'll, I'll go back on these comments. Dare you. Someone pointed out that I guess some white guy pretended to be, or some uh, white guy pretended to be black at some other point to get a job. I don't care about him. I only care about this chick because she's so silly and funny. Yeah, <laughs> that and it's all about laughing at her yeah that's the whole point like i don't care if it's been done before and, and and someone else set the precedent for pretending like you're another fucking race which is just absurd um although i guess like like what do you say what if you're biracial and one of the and one of the races will, is like a golden ticket race if you know what i mean like that's, what if that's what i i saw that what she was saying is that she was trying to be taken more seriously by by the people because she would be more oppressed or whatever because she is, she would be African American, so people in the African American community would take her more seriously, and she'd be able to change things for them. I believe that. I, I even believe that. I really do. <laughs> but you can't. You're not. It's, it's, it's like, it's like well, I lied about being Nigerian because I thought the Nigerians would like me more. You know? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. You can't lie about that. Just <laughs> you're white or you're black, and 
and it doesn't matter. There's tons of white people working for the NAACP in the position that she has, but mm -hmm. she was not going to be one of them anymore because she fucking lied. That's what John Stewart was talking about. They have a black correspondent that was talking about. You said you can't just be black. Like you're born like this. You can't just. Oh, I'm black now. <laughs> but uh, they do it with gender, just, right? Just to gain sympathy. Yeah. They, that's because, that's because it's possible to uh, it, it, the it, they it, it's apparently possible to um, to to mentally basically be female or male. So your your girl so born in the boy's trans. body, right? Yeah, so I was. They, so so why a, can't you be a white person, a black person born in a white person's body? You're just because, not accepting. You're trans, trans racist. A, has nothing to do with what's in your head. It's it, it's a common. It, it's it's your race. It's it's a lot of physical characteristics. It's your, it's, it's, in your, it's in your genetics. She identifies as black. You're trans racist, and, and you just can't accept that she's a black person. Oh I absolutely will not. She's a so Neither will the NAACP. <laughs> it's on the pale. Like before long, it's going to be impossible to question anyone on anything that they claim at all. I, I claim I'm someone who paid my taxes last year. <laughs> <laughs> you? I identify as a taxpayer. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Like, we have to edge this nonsense of being able to claim whatever you want with reality. Like, just, like, and the shit like Caitlyn Jenner, that's fine. Let her do whatever the fuck she wants. Like, did, I can't you, wait oh, for her oh, appearance. You know, I'm she's talking court right because she because she had that uh that accident on the trans-pacific uh parkway or whatever a few months back i think someone died but there were definitely injuries two cars uh, in addition to her own a woman she's got to go to court now to make an appearance for this whole thing you know but or bruce does so i'm wondering like does she show up as caitlin does she make a big deal about the fact that bruce jenner is the one who's uh facing the charges like is she like i'm sorry your honor Bruce isn't here anymore. I'm here out of courtesy because I'm his next of kin and all, but he's not around anymore. And he did that driving. He was such a klutz. <laughs> person doesn't exist anymore. Try and persecute the me of six months ago. Like, <laughs> what if this is all just a big uh, ruse to get out of that fucking uh, lawsuit? Yeah, what happened? Some car accident? I hadn't heard about that. I think a person died, but there yeah. were definitely injuries. I... I didn't. You think you would have heard more about that? Like I heard nothing about that. You cut your dick off. It shuts all that car accident stuff. <laughs> that's that's over. Who cares if you, if you got a fender bender? You just cut your dick. Do you guys want to take a question? The kind of questions I get. I okay. Before we do this question, because I think they're going to say yes, I want you to know I have gotten so many life advice questions on Reddit now that I can no longer answer all of them. It would be <laughs> I I would need a team of me's to keep up with this stuff. And uh, I just want you to understand I can't do them all. But this one caught my attention, and it's long, and I'm willing to bring it to the group. You guys interested? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So here it, it is. Them. Help with life decision. Hey there, Woody. Long time fan of your videos, and they've been extremely helpful for me in the past few years. I want to thank you for the hours of advice, tips, entertainment you provided me and all your viewers, especially throughout my time in high school. I graduated and started community college with a few years this summer, or a few courses this summer semester. I want to go to a four-year right after, but my AB average is not enough to get accepted into the school of my choice. Hmm. I decided to save my money to do the first two years in community college and make another attempt to get into the university of my choice. I live in 
I guess I can say this. I live in California, so top universities in the area are really competitive. And I think if I try harder this time around, I can have a better chance. The problem is I'm starting to think my parents want me to venture off on my own, specifically my stepfather. I'm not the best son one could ask for, but for the most part, I take responsibilities seriously, stay out of trouble, and focus on school. They've always been really strict, but I've noticed a shift lately. He's claiming I'm not looking hard enough for a job, but the truth is... I have been, but only in the past few weeks since I was purely concentrating on school before I graduated. He says I spend too much time on the phone, but in reality, I only text my girlfriend an hour a day when I get home from school at night. Since she's in high school, we've tried to maintain a relationship based on online interaction. Also, every mistake I make is the I've had it with you type of scenario. He begins lecturing about how he'll stop supporting me if I and continue and telling me I will fail at life if I don't shape up. I understand my mistakes and acknowledge where I need to become a more effective person. However, most of these claims are forgetting to walk the dog occasionally or walking around the house with my shoes on. Since I'm not a father, I have no idea whether these types of behaviors are worthy of such severity. So his father's like, I've had it with you. I want to stop supporting you. You and your footwear. Dick, your fucking sneakers. God damn it. (laughs) I honestly don't know. I'm almost finished. I honestly don't know what I'm supposed to do, and I'm, I'm right about my dad's intentions to get me out of the house. Whatever happens, I'm determined to finish college. So the issue is whether I should stick around here and continue to experience this conflict or whether I should try it out in the own, on my own in the real world. It's a big decision because I have no idea what his intentions are, and if I know, if I ask, he will not admit it, even if it were true. So help me, Woody. I want to succeed, but I don't know what to do. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. So to sum it up, um, I, I couldn't get where he was in community college. Did you guys follow that? Is he finished? No, it just seems like he's in school. I couldn't garner a point as to whether he's like six months away from completing it or four years. It might be that he finished his first year, got A's and B's, but didn't get into where he wants to go and thinks that if he finishes second year of community college, community college is a two-year program, that he'll do so well he'll get into a top school like ucla or something like that or whatever stanford wherever he wants to go but his dad has had it with him seems like his dad just wants him to make something of himself and feels like he's dilly-dallying around the point which partially i can see if this guy is saying you know because you have to think about the perspective of the dad here like maybe the guy is dilly-dallying with his education and he's taking six hours a semester and he's not actually working his ass off like it's easy to say i'm in school and be we're taking six hours in the semester and another person can say i'm in school and they're taking 21 hours so there is a lot it's a gradient there so maybe he's just taking easy gen ed classes trying to wait his way into it and take advantage of his dad living there or maybe his dad's mad the fact that you know saying that he's not looking hard enough for a job when in reality looking for a job a lot of it is waiting because you can't just be badgering someone or a connection all day, every day. You have to wait for them to get back to you, to call back, to do things like that. So there's a lot of middle ground here that you just can't ascertain from the message. Yeah. I, when I, whenever I looked for a job, I made that a job looking for a job. Like I could spend 20 hours a week like applying for jobs all over the country or world if, if that was what it took. That, that's one way to go about it. Um, yeah, I, I wonder... If there's like, I'd like to hear the stepfather's perspective on this. It very well could be that he sees this guy getting his A's and B's in community college and gen ed courses, like you said, with no study time. And he just feels like, wow, this guy's going to take this like sort of slacker school attitude and continue it indefinitely. Um, I don't know. What, what should he go out on his own? 
I, no, you shouldn't go out on your own, but I just can't get over the whole community college while he's not establishing how much he's working. Like, are, are you taking six hours this semester? Are you taking 21? Are you working your fucking ass off? I'm ready to issue a verdict. Sending one email a day? Or are you researching, actively looking? Like, it's so much empty space to fill in here. I think he should ask for his stepfather's attention and tell him the sorts of things that he's told us. I think if he went to him and said, Dad, it feels like you're trying to get me out of the house. Like, you're not happy with who I am, and you'd like to part ways. You know, is that where we are here? And if that is the case, then he should go out and live on his own and and do the next step because he's not going to thrive in an environment where his father's tearing him down for wearing shoes. Um, <laughs> that That's where we need to do. I think he needs to talk to his father and he says his father, his stepfather will just deny it, but um, give him a chance to answer and tell his side of it and lay it all out. That's probably the best advice. Kyle. Yeah, probably so. It's hard to say. He doesn't give a lot of information there. It sounds like your stepfather probably doesn't love you very much. And, I mean, I can understand that. Uh, you know, I think um, <laughs> he's been waiting on you to get out of the house for probably years now. And the moment, he thought the moment was now, but now you're in fucking community college. So he's just like, shit, how much longer is this going to last before I can have my dream life with this woman? Yeah. The, it's like under my fucking feet all the time. I just paid three fucking thousand dollars to get that carpet changed. He's walking through it as, No. He doesn't like you very much. All wants I've to- wanted to do since I joined this family was your mom on the kitchen counter, and you're not making that a reality. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't love you very much because he's your stepdad, and you just, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, uh, work harder at community college, and I hope you're doing it as, uh, you know, do, do, plenty, do as many credits as you should be doing and uh, try to work a job at the same time because your stepdad's not going to help you out. <sighs> so <laughs> let me just make sure I'm not sharing my screen. Um, this is a bit of a dirty one. Hang in there, Bobby. So <laughs> last week, our sponsor was Auto Blow, right? The robotic um, blowjob machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which reminds me, we need to do a Crunchyroll ad soon. And, yeah. and they're doing a competition to find the prettiest vaginas, at which point one presumes they're going to make the Auto Blow, the Auto Fornicate, and... Uh, <laughs> And, and the auto fornicate exactly and, and that auto thing blow is, is a much sexier title than it, auto fornicate <laughs> the auto blow if you don't know is kind of a mechanized fleshlight and uh they're, they're trying to like make a mold or something of the prettiest vagina and then I, I would guess step two of their business to put the vagina sleeve on there instead of a mouth one so on the subreddit they said hey if you wonder what great looking vaginas look like this is it uh dirty pictures inbound you have, you have vagina pictures? Is that what uh, this is? There's a link, yeah. There's yeah. Uh, it's R-N-E, I see. Yeah. Well, I, I think this really depends Kyle's on... Kyle's funny, uh, like, oh, R-N-E, yeah, sure. I know that, yeah, I'm familiar with the subreddit. Well, it's, it's they're describing an, an any vagina, just like an any or outy belly button. They're just talking about a vagina with very small uh, inner lips, which I guess is, which, you know, it's, is, is a lot of people's ideal uh, vagina. But, you know, I don't... It's the oh, it's not the it's not this isn't a beautiful vagina subreddit, it's an any vagina subreddit. But but this guy is saying if you wonder what the best vaginas look like, and then he points to our any. And and I guess my question was like, it, it, yeah, okay, um, do we have strong preferences on this thing? Yeah, sure. Let's let's we can absolutely. Let's see. I, I I feel like the best vaginas are just those possessed by people who like sex a lot. 
No, I, I think there are definitely pretty vaginas and ugly vaginas. Um, um, you know, you're, you're not going to uh, say anything because you're, you're not a scumbag. Because guys aren't dicks. There's guys. tight vaginas and loose vaginas, and women hardly know this is a competition. Right? Absolutely. There's big dicks and small dicks, yet everyone knows there are big dicks <laughs> and small dicks. There's tight vaginas and loose ones, yet no one says anything. I think Bill Burr did a routine on this because <laughs> guys are not assholes. Yeah, just... like, like that's absolutely true. There, there, there are big dicks and there are small dicks. There are big vaginas and small vaginas. Everyone knows about the big dick thing. No one knows about the small vagina thing because we're not assholes. <laughs> of course, there are big vaginas, but there are definitely ugly and beautiful vaginas. Um, these any vaginas and this whole subreddit in general is uh, is sort of my ideal vagina, I suppose. They're very pretty, and uh, they are top tier any vaginas at that because you know they're they're on subreddit. They're on a subreddit, so they're ranked to the top. Oh, this is a fun forum. <laughs> <laughs> so on that, on, on the vagina note, do you, do you have to run, Bobby? I do, actually. I, I have to go to the gym, you know? Nothing wrong with that. We appreciate you <laughs> on. Um, where do people go to, uh, to check out your stuff? What's the URL? Um, Bobby Burns Official is my YouTube channel. That's oh. the channel people can go check out. That has the, major the widest variety of content and stuff that I work on. All right. Very good. I'm definitely going to continue watching the videos. I like them a lot. Thanks awesome. for coming on. Thank you. It's, it's been strange talking to you and hear you not do your FPS Russia, the, the voice, because I hadn't, until I saw the YMS episode, I had, like, I knew he was a character, but I'd never seen you outside of it. So that was, that was this has been interesting. All right. <laughs> well, there we go, man. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for coming on, man. Have a good one, man. See you. Right. So, would you like to talk about, take this moment to continue talking about vaginas, or do you want to go to Crunchyroll? Uh, let's, I guess, Crunchyroll. You do Crunchyroll, and I'll fix the. Uh, it's of course brought to, brought to you by Crunchyroll. Uh, Crunchyroll offers the largest, most diverse collection of anime series straight from the source. Each season, they're bringing in the best new anime from Japan to deliver to the largest line of anime from classics like Sword Art Online 2, One Piece, and Attack on Titan to new favorites like Food Wars. Punchline, and is it wrong to try to pick up girls in the dungeon? Uh, you can watch these uh, these shows on a myriad of platforms, whether it's Xbox, PlayStation, Wii U, uh, Roku, Android, Android devices, iOS, and of course Apple TV. Uh, unlimited anime, manga, and drama titles, you name it, they've got it all. And uh, our favorite part, I think one of the most impressive parts at least, is that the newest episodes are straight from Japan, available as soon as an hour after premiering there. And uh, they're all being professionally subtitled by people over here in the U.S. And uh, the episodes are brought to you ad-free in 1080p quality. Uh, so head on over to Crunchyroll.com PKA and sign up. Uh, register today to get in on our exclusive offer of Crunchyroll Premium for free for 30 days. That's right, Crunchyroll Premium for an entire month if you sign up uh, using Crunchyroll.com PKA. So, yeah. Merka, can you do this to your mic? Not is this better? <laughs> no. I'll do the rest of the show like this. My mic is having problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I I wish I could make it better. I don't know how. It sounds like there's. Is there a? Is this storm like actually gigantic around you, Woody? Because I feel like I've heard like strong roar, thunder, like a, a a dull roar coming from you. Like, is this? I don't currently hear it though. Uh, no, it, it it's not that big a deal. Like there were thunderstorms earlier, but it, I've never heard wind or anything from it, like through my headset. 
Like, I mean, from outside, like I've never had it actually make it into my ear cups, if that makes any sense. Um, and, and right now, I'll look, I don't even think it's windy out, but I, I hear it keep coming. I'm not even sure it's you, Taylor. I, I'm just sure that tonight we haven't had the audio that I dream of, and I don't even know why. Yeah, yeah I, I can't even know. Like, there's no noise. Could it have been Bobby all night? Because I don't hear it right now. I don't hear anything right now. But I, I thought it was Kyle when he was muting himself before the show, but I don't hear anything. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. There's certainly not any ambient noise. Uh, I, I thought maybe something could be going on with my, you know, you know, cables get loose and, and make noises. It, but It's not Bobby because I hear it now. Okay, well, fuck it. Well, fuck it. What are you gonna do? <laughs> so Crunchyroll's fucking awesome. If you're into anime at all, sign up for them, and uh, and and there is no better source for anime. They are the 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 top of the heap. Absolutely. Um, let's see. So where do we want to go from here? Right. I want to talk about the. Uh, there was a shooting today. What's going on with? The, yes, exactly. The shooting in South Carolina. I don't know many of the details. I know that like nine people died, and it was in a church. So if yep. you know any more than that, feel free to catch me up. Look, like, like they should have seen this kid's fucking school picture and scooped him up the next day, first of all. He's one of those <laughs> bowl-cutted freaks that looks like he's uh, going to go on a massacre. He killed nine people, from what I understand as well. I think it was an African-American church. I think he killed a lot of black people. He was a white supremacist, apparently, at such a young age. And... Uh, I think they captured him in North Carolina about three and a half hours from Woody's house. Actually. But he's from South Carolina, probably closer to Wings of Redemption's <laughs> yeah, house. Yeah, it's Wings' neighbor. This is the guy Wings was going to bring over to Woody's house to help him. <laughs> <laughs> An angry young man, but when he's focused, he can really, I mean, he's great at carpentry and, <laughs> and you know, fi firearm control, that sort of thing. Um, so poor guy. Dylan yeah. Storm Roof. Poor guy, Kyle says. Uh, complained that blacks were taking over the world. Something needed to do about it for the white race. And, and he went to a, a black church, like Kyle said. And there are nine deaths, but I don't know how many, like, like if I were to try nine kill, if I killed nine people, I'd probably have at least like 10 injuries go along with it. Not every shot's a kill shot. Sure, there are a lot of injured as well. But what it's, I want to know is it's clearly like a Confederacy loving racist. But the fact that he did it in a church also makes me think that there's he also has some weird anti-religious tie up in his yeah, head like there are other places that he could have done that and killed more people there has to be a reason so. at a church Does it make, this isn't going to make any sense to you but here's the way it works um white racists and white supremacists are very religious a lot of the times they believe in they believe in god they're christians a lot of the times but they have no respect for african-american christians it's almost like they see African Americans as less than people, so like they're like, yeah, keep on praying. He don't, he don't answer y'all. Like it's one of those things. Like, like so they're he. I feel like he's just going to the church because he knows where that's where he can shoot the most African Americans clumped in. Maybe I'm reading into it too much. I just felt like because he's clearly a racist, but yeah. the fact he did it in a church, I feel like there has to be some other motive there for the. I think what Taylor's trying to say is he killed the wrong black people. Is that what you're saying, Taylor? That that he could have gone to Ferguson? If I'm getting the Taylor vibe right, it's he has a list of black people that he would gladly kill, and none of them attend church, right? That's what you're saying? So... <laughs> it's certainly not what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, we no, all heard it, Taylor. We all heard it. Why go to a church? Those aren't the black people you're looking for. Just say it. There has to be a reason he did it at a church, like some weird, even if it's like in his manifesto of nonsense, 
Like, I just feel like that's too big to overlook. Do you know what I mean? Like, there has to be a reason he did it at a church. Like, even if it's just, like, some goofy quote from Hitler where it's, like, disrupting the peace to bring the pure, or whatever <laughs> you would say. Like, uh, it, uh, then wherever you find them. Um, yeah. You know, but, like, back in the day, um, that was a big thing for, like, the KKK and white supremacists down in the South. In general, you know, they'd burn the, white, the black churches because the black church was a place for for black people to congregate, to have a source of leadership, to kind of get rallied together if there was going to be a... Uh, that's why you see someone like Dr. Martin Luther King. What else was he? He was a minister. So it was a, it was a really good way, and it was, it was the most common way for, for black people to get together, to get focused on a cause, to, to get their shit in order, and then go fight for their freedoms. Well, that does make sense in that perspective. Then, then. Yeah, but this kid was just a shithead. Um, I'm surprised he made it so far from the shooting scene. That's a little... Scary, I guess. I know they had SWAT teams going door to door, kind of like they did back in the Boston bomber uh, uh, scenario. That was a crazy time too. But it's good thing they got this guy. His life is just ruined. Um, and, and, <laughs> oh, he's not dead. No, they captured him from what I from what I when I heard. They got him alive. So like, as and, and I'm not trying to say like I feel sorry for the guy at all. I just think it's some, it it's just something to think about. You know, of course he's destroyed. How old is he? Do we know? A oh, 21. Yeah, he looked like 17 to me, like in the picture. Like maybe it was an older picture, but like he looked so young. Um, I just feel like not only has he ruined all those people li- people's lives, but like his own life, like for the next 80 years probably, so, is going to be in the system in one if way. If I have this right, Taylor thinks he killed the wrong black people, and Kyle thinks it's a darn shame that he can't keep on living like he was. <laughs> I think Woody's got a good handle on this situation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's he killed himself because I generally those people do that when they go on a rampage in the end they just end he, it. He didn't save a bullet for himself like he was supposed to. Was he using an assault rifle, a murder machine? As pure- <laughs> what no, rifle he, did he use, Kyle? Do you know? I didn't even want to look into it because, like, like today alone, like my job, you know, I, I'm at a fucking gun show. There's ten thousand guns. There's two million dollars worth of machine guns that I'm like working with tomorrow. Like, I don't, I don't even want to look at what this fucking numbskull did. Oh man. Do you think the liberals might use this to argue against guns? It's possible. I don't know. You think? Would they do that? One no, of these. You know- Woody, the fact that you would insinuate that liberals would exploit a tragedy like this <laughs> is frankly back. insulting. I don't think they would every, do that. Every time, like one of these fucking psychos goes and 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 goes on a shooting rampage or something, I, I I usually lose whatever project we're working on at that current time. Like there'll be a project where it's like eighty percent sewn together. It was like okay, we're gonna do this, this, and that. Sometimes it's ninety-five percent done. And, you know, they're just like, oh, at this juncture, we can't be associated with any firearms-related project, projects. We regret to inform you, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, god damn it, we've been working for two months to get that deal straight. And we had it, everybody was happy, and then this happened. And that's happened three times that I can remember. Jesus Christ. Have you watched Piers Morgan videos on gun control? Because it is like... They're a bit infuriating. You know, I think that's that, that's his whole thing, though. You know, the thing that makes Piers Morgan... Uh, well, it did make him valuable to CNN before they canned his ass. Hmm. Yes, uh, I think that, that people like him, um, who really flame one really far edge of rhetoric, you know, these far left, far right people, they know. They know. They got to know that they're leading a group of crazies, but they themselves have to be more closer to a moderate. I hope, I hope 
because like Pierce Morgan really comes off like such a fucking uh, pseudo Nazi sometimes. Uh, and I think it's all coming from a good place, but uh, you know, I, I don't want to argue about Pierce Morgan. I don't know. He's got he's got some good points, and he's got some stuff that just makes me scratch my head. And he's got some stuff that kind of pisses me off as an American too, because you know he's he's not from here, and he's kind of like telling even if he does have some good ideas, it's like don't don't tell me how to do my thing. You know, you, you don't want to hear that from his ass. It's so, like when Eddie comes and tries to tell me how to do something. I don't want to hear that bullshit. Like absolutely not. So and he acts like the. He acts like owning a gun is like owning a rabid pit bull that you have chained up in your bedroom where you'd wake <laughs> up and be like, oh, my God, the chain's broken. The pit bull's out. People are in danger where you wake up one day and it's like the AR-15. It's gone. Roaming the street again. Like, <laughs> it just it's, construes the entire reality of owning a gun for 99.9999% of people out there who just like shooting, just like having fun. It's a hobby. At me and 5,000 more people with guns are going to be across the street tomorrow. We're all going to be armed to the teeth, and I guarantee nobody gets hurt or injured, and everybody has a good time. Can you bring a gun? To, that sounds like a ridiculous thing, but all the gun shows I go to, like you, they, they pat you down pretty well. And... I was talking to the owner of the gun show today. Like That's what they do. The, the people who brought me in are the people who put on these gun shows. They kind of do them everywhere. And uh, he said, we could bring, you can bring your gun in, but it's got to be unloaded. And um, generally what I've seen people do is uh, they, they pull the slide of their pistol back and then loop a zip tie uh, like into the chamber out the, uh, the where the magazine goes, the magazine well, and zip it tie together so everyone can visually look at it and be like, that's a clear gun. you know, Because you might want to bring it in to get a holster made for it or get grips for it or just be like, hey, I, I, what's wrong with this? Or maybe you just want to sell it. I don't know. I want to say something similar happens here. The gun show might even provide a zip tie because they're like orange with a flag or something. Like, you know, you can really... If you know guns at all, if the action's back like that and there's a zip tie through it, then you know it's clear. If you don't know anything about guns, it, it might not mean anything to you. But uh, everyone at the gun show sees this, like, orange little flag going through the action and knows, like, yeah, the things can't use it. It's just a, just a club. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit today about, um, I guess I don't, I don't really don't want to tell that story. We talked a little bit about accidental discharges and, uh, and you know, every now, because I've never, I've never had one, but I've definitely seen it happen. There was a guy at my lo at, at a gun store, and uh, he was showing a Custer an MP5, and uh, you know it's it's an MP5 uh, compact. And he slaps the thing, you know, drops the drops the slide down. He's he's like, yeah, it's got three round burst, fully automatic. This this kind of magazine, we got this kind of sight put on it. Bam! It's right there in the fucking store. Shoots the glass countertop out. It shatters. Bullet ricochets off the metal framing of the glass, hits the storefront window, shatters it out, and he's just like, "Oh!" <laughs> and this customer is just like, "Ah, what the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. Wow. They they, they fired. Him. Oh, he wasn't the owner. They, she was the manager. <laughs> he was the manager, and he still got fired for it. Yeah, general man, like he's the main guy. Like, like he got fired for that. And then a year later, he like he texted me the guy who had the shooting thing. He's like, hey, uh, I kind of want looking for a new job. I was thinking maybe I'd work for AAC, which is Advanced Armament Corporation. He's like, I know you know a lot of guys up there. Maybe put in a good word for me. <laughs> I like texted my guy over at AAC, and I'm like, hey, this uh, I'll make up a fake name. This Brent guy, yeah, he's had a few problems. Maybe look some, look elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite. I felt kind of shitty about it, but like, but like, how could I recommend this guy who I've seen have a have a gun mishap in a store environment and it's a class three thing? Like, 
that's kind of a one strike and you're out kind of thing. It, it scared. It could have killed me. Typically, you avoid that sort of thing by not having loaded guns, like in in that situation. You know, you, if I'm if I'm showing a gun to someone, I'm not depending on my trigger discipline. That thing's unloaded, and it's obviously unloaded, and it's shown to be unloaded. And, I mean, hell, we do it on camera all the time, right? Like here it is. Here, you gun assholes who are gonna fuss at me. They can see how unloaded this is. All the yeah. way unloaded. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't remember exactly his, you know, line of explanation about how that happened, but I'm sure it was something like, you know, the mag was in, and then someone dropped the slide, and then the mag was taken out, and then he thought that that meant unloaded, but it's like, I can't buy into any of that because I know the guy, and he and I both know how guns work, and, you know, like, we're from very familiar with an MP5, you know, I can operate one with my eyes closed. It's not that complicated. So, like, no excuse here. That's, like, lesson one of owning a semi-automatic pistol that you learn. Like, every time any of us bring a semi-automatic gun on here, whether we do it on-screen or off-screen, I guarantee each of us pull the, pull the magazine out, rack the slide, like, three times, check, <laughs> make sure everything's clear, because it's a fucking gun. How do you... <laughs> like, it's not a joke. It's a gun. You can't just be like, eh, probably fine. <laughs> it's just a, it's like I, what is it from there's uh there's some show or movie where the guy's like oh a gun click uh not loaded not loaded <laughs> oh my god dude just the you're right it's a gun and there's something about it like it, i um I, I saw top gear or something and the guy looked down the barrel of a shotgun and it's like whoa oh james may yeah 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 I, I, I imagine being British, you know, it's even less likely that he's a gun person and doesn't know, but it, just the, the idea. It's illegal to point your gun at the camera. In, uh, I don't know if illegal, but like it doesn't get on TV. Like um, Freddie Wong did a video for Battlefield. You guys might remember it. It involved like having construction equipment and stuff like that. And he, I think he put C4 on a bulldozer and whatever. And... Uh, and it turned into like a thirty-second like TV commercial, if I remember right, and uh, and that, it was really cool. It was a big thing, like for a YouTuber to cross over into broadcast television. But I saw a behind-the-scenes thing on it, and they had a scene where they pointed the gun at the camera, and that's a no-no. That's something that you can't do in Hollywood. And, and he was fortunate that they had another take of it where they shot it from a different angle. That like it was the same shot, but it was from two cameras at once. So they used the other one and just swapped it out in the edit. But yeah, and then when I heard it, I was like, you know what? Come to think of it, there are very few into the camera, like like down the barrel views. I'll do that next next video. I'll make sure I point the gun right at the camera at some point. Uh, Your guns are loaded. Well, I'll, I'll put the camera on a tripod. Oh like yeah, yeah, okay. Like yeah, if it's a guy with like an iPhone there filming you, like oh yeah, good job, and you're pointing it right at him, <laughs> it's really shitty. But if it's a gun, a camera on a tripod. Who cares if you point the I gun? I a lot. Whenever I film on a tripod, I'm, I'm much more likely to point the gun at the camera and be like, look at this. You can see down the barrel, you know, because it's like, who cares? And I, I, I can remember getting a lot of people like, oh, why, you can't ever do that. And it's just like, it's on a fucking tripod. Like, there's nobody behind that. I'm not, like, pointing the loaded gun at here and then going bang, 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 and then pointing it back. Like, we're not doing that. Uh, yeah. Oh, I found out what kind of gun it might be. Apparently, his father bought him a 45 caliber pistol. Like one might guess a 1911, but it could be anything. Um, but they're not sure that was the gun that he used. Given that he killed so, like, you know, I saw a picture of him with a backpack on going into the church. That's what it appeared to be. Um, so I, I, I don't think it's an assault rifle. 
backpack you, gun. Oh, you just think he had a number of magazines? Oh, you think he had the gun in the backpack? Well, I saw an image of him going into the church to do his thing, and he didn't have a rifle slung over his shoulder or anything. So I'm just saying, it, most likely a handgun. Huh. I, that can't be true. Only with assault rifles can you wreak that kind of carnage, Kyle. You know, it's funny, but that's actually my line of thinking. He got, was it nine kills? And I don't know how many uh, injuries. And, and like, a, a, Those are assists. <laughs> Kyle, help me out Jesus. here. So 1911 holds, is it six plus one typically? Seven uh, plus one? Maybe seven. Plus one? It depends on the mag, yeah. You could have eight round mags. And... I mean, I don't know what it, the Glock uh, equivalent is, but have seventeen rounds. The Glock forty. That's a nine millimeter. This is Glock they're saying 45. a forty-five. Fourteen rounds or something like that. I had I had one it's, of those. It's a I double think. stack. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I don't. It it just seems like a lot of kills for, um, for for that. Well, you know, I mean, it's how how. I've shot like speed courses with my nineteen eleven against people with Glocks, and I mean, I'm like two seconds slower. It's just click. Mag change and just going again. Just well, it also depends how many people were in there when he went in. Like, if I seriously doubt there were fourteen people in there and he killed nine and injured five. Like, there had had to be a pretty big group with a pistol, unless he's pretty well trained with it, right? All right, Kyle. Here's a, here's what I need. I need some advice here. To hypothetically, you're going into a church filled with people. You're looking to maximize your kill count. What weapon do you recommend? <laughs> I'm not answering that question. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's say that uh, they're all bad people. So, like, if you were assaulting a terrorist headquarters, untrained terrorists, though, they were all the being given like instructions by like the terrorist leader who was sort of up, you know, above them, and maybe there's a bunch of like terrorist henchmen behind him sitting in pews or something. Maybe. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I feel like the, the, you know, this. I'll just use, you know, we always talk about self-defense guns. I feel like the shotgun is just good at everything. The shotgun's just, a, it's so much power, and uh, it does have a nice wide spread, as Bill Burr puts it. Mine, uh, mine holds five rounds, though, I think. Isn't it five? Is that what mine holds, you know? I don't no. know how many years holds, but I know mine holds, like, 11 or 12. Like, like you can buy the extended tube for the thing that goes as long as the barrel for, Plus, like, they reload nice, right? Like... If I want to reload a pistol, I either have another magazine ready or I take it out and kind of like do this and whatever. If I want to reload like a lever action or a shotgun, I can just sort of slide another one right in the front. You know, like boom, 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 boom. Like and if you have a bandolier on the side, like back on the uh, on, on the stock, or you mm -hmm. have a bandolier like when I rent, like I used to bird hunt a lot, so I'd have bandoliers on. You know, I'd have. I'd have shotgun shells across my chest or on my waist. I'd usually have like a really big satchel that attaches to a belt that holds like a, a whole box of shells, you know, attached to my to my side. So, yeah, just you can load so fast when you've had it. You once know, you're so, good at it. Yeah, once you're good at it, you can load really. Did you really used to bird hunt. What kind of shotgun? Uh, different ones. It depends what we were we were shooting. When we hunt crows, we want really really powerful shells. So usually like eight seventies. Like I, I want a pump gun because. Um, I, I blew up a Remington 1100. I, uh, I broke an 1187. My Benelli usually holds up pretty well, but... Uh, Do you have a Supernova? No, I don't have a Supernova. I've got a, uh, an M2 a Montefeltro, 
and my dad has a super sport, I think. I think. So, Kyle, you went hunting with your father, bird hunting with your dad? Was that a good bonding activity? Oh, totally, yeah. 100%, yeah. Like, what makes hunting a good bonding activity? It's me and him against them, working together. And he's teaching me a skill, and as I learn the skill, I demonstrate that he has taught me, and I, I'm like, you know, he's like, you want to do it like this and like that? And then I'm like, boom, boom, and I, I kill two birds. And he's like, fuck yeah, nice job. And then, like, all of his friends are there to, like, see that I'm doing a good job. And, you know, it's a really good bonding experience. We're spending all day together. We were both very, very good at it, like better than anybody else that was with us. And uh, I don't know, we're, we were, he's a smart guy too, so we, we kind of connect on that level. We're like, no, no, we should be on this end of the field. They, they, you know, the birds come in from over here. You get there, we get there. We'll cut off everybody else. You and I get all the kills. And, you know, they, we, we'd have a good time together. All right, this audio oh. thing is crazy right now. Can you guys hear it? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to mute myself and tell me if it gets better. Did it make any change? Was it me? It got significantly less. For Get me. out. It could be me? Well, I can hear the roaring of the rain on your house. I swear, yeah. It's not even raining. That's it. Oh. So bizarre. I, I don't know what this is. I yeah. hear it too, and I also would describe it as roaring of the rain, but I, I'm going to tap my mic. Yeah, see, my mic's not even coming through my, my headset. Like, I wouldn't hear it if it was coming through here. Hmm. Well, I'll mute mine right now. Yeah, it, that's it. It's Kyle? Yeah, I can't hear a thing now. Yeah, it just got perfect. All this time I thought it was you, Taylor. It got... Ha-ha! <laughs> it got about 30% less when you muted yourself for some reason. How about now? I don't hear it. I don't I, hear it. I unplugged the laptop. I did it. Oh, I should have thought of that. <laughs> I've had. I've heard of that before. I've had this issue before, like years ago when I did when I used my laptop for the show. Yeah, I'm on I'm on a laptop at the hotel, so that was the issue. It was charging. Problem solved. Only two hours. <laughs> uh. Almost two and a half. Good try. Yeah. Good. Did the best I could. Uh, yeah. I, I swear we started troubleshooting this before the show started, and, and even now there's a thing. I don't know if it's just a Skype thing, but. People aren't able to interrupt each other properly. I feel like my mic historically would step over everyone else's, so I had to like be extra careful to, to not interrupt. I do my best. But now I feel like everyone's stepping on, I don't know. Like Taylor, for some reason, is on the bottom of the pecking order. And if anyone talks, Taylor gets muted. This isn't something I'm trying to ha do. <laughs> I don't know. Mike. Yeah. But Kyle, in regard to the bird hunting, I want to know why you hunted crow. Like, why hunt birds that you can't eat unless... Like, so here's the deal. Why crow? So here's the deal. Um, I have gone dove hunting. And uh, dove hunting is, a, like, there are tons of dove hunters. It's a thing. Just like turkey hunting is a thing for whatever goddamn reason, and duck and deer. There's a lot of dove hunters. There's gear for it that's specialized and all that stuff. And it's very fun, and I like eating doves. You rip out their breast, stick cream cheese in the middle, wrap it in bacon and jalapeno, toothpick, throw it on the grill... They're called uh, dove balls. It's, you know, the breast grilled with... So the Calgary Police Service is investigating uh, significant really, property really damage. Uh, but... You guys didn't hear it, but I played a video by accident. That's all right. I'm sorry. But um, it's not as much fun. And it's kind of... You're kind of... The way you dove hunt is you've got a field that they're going to, and you're waiting between where they sleep and the field they're going to to feed, and you're ambushing them in the middle. So, so they're trying to get to the food and you're shooting them then. 
Uh, but with crow hunting, it's different because crows are some of the most intelligent birds in the animal kingdom. You can teach them to talk. They're like parrots, but people they don't have a support group, so you can shoot the fuck out of them. Ravens are the smartest. If I learned anything from Game of Thrones, that's true. So, <laughs> so you you go. Here's how you crow hunt. You uh, you get up before the sun comes up, and you get you go to a pecan orchard, and you're waiting there when the sun starts cracking, and you start playing a recording um, that lures the crows in. So it's either crows fighting with a hawk, or crows fighting with an owl, which is their two natural predators. Or it's a bunch of crows just kind of like congregating, like ah, 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 like one, like you know, just just screaming, like a whole murder of crows going to town, and that draws them in. And it's very important with crow hunting that you shoot every crow that comes. And the first crow that comes is the alpha male. He's the guy in charge. He's gonna fly over, check things out. If he sees you, or if you take a shot at him and he gets away, he goes back and tells the others, "Fuck all that shit. They're lying." Don't for there. You just gotta leave. Your day's over. You gotta go to a new spot because these so crows. If you fun. miss a crow, you're that fucked. At like, the beginning, at the beginning of the hunt. But what we would do because we shot all day, every day, like we had thousands of skeet, and we had we had the right gear. We were you know ghillie suits and really well camouflaged, hugging trees, waiting till the crow was close enough to kill. And as he got closer, you turned the volume down to bring him even closer. And you've got decoy crows laying everywhere, you know, standing in the in the grass. And when it gets close enough, you shoot him with a souped-up shotgun. You don't fuck around because crows are tougher than they look. If you shoot him with the same shell and same shotgun that you shoot a dove with, he'll fucking shake that off and get back to the... It's the still birdshot, right? It's still birdshot, but it's bigger birdshot that's going faster. So more inertia, more mass, more speed. Dove shell might be an ounce or an ounce and an eighth of shot. Uh, the shot would be seven and a half shot, uh, which is a smaller. Uh, it's getting toward the end of the smallest. Nine is kind of like super tiny, um, and it's only go. It's usually going twelve hundred or even less feet per second. But if I'm shooting crows, I want like an ounce and a quarter, an ounce and three eighths, an ounce and a half of five shot, six shot, maybe some sevens mixed in. I, I like to make my own little mixture, and uh, it needs to be going like thirteen or fourteen hundred feet per second. So when you shoot one of these shells, it's a regular shotgun shell. The recoil is going to be like, boom, boom. This is going to be like, boom, boom. Like when that you to kill a crow, and we use extra full turkey chokes. So you're shooting the tightest pattern you can imagine, and the height that a crow flies over the trees is dependent upon how tall the trees are. They fly at treetop level, period. So if you're if you're hunting in like some twelve foot tall pine trees. That motherfucker comes loping right over you, 15 feet in the air, and you blast him point blank with that load. I've seen Scott do this to a crow, and the t all that was left is the two wings, and they just pinwheel down. <laughs> oh. The crow comes over, it's like, ah, ah, poof, and just wings, and just, just, just like feathers, like poof in the air, like Tweety Bird, and two wings spiraling down. With is no there a reason to kill crow other than their interesting skeet? They, um, it's a challenge, obviously. It's, there's the sport of, of shooting anything. But also they do a lot of agricultural damage. They destroy the, the pecan orchards. They eat the pecans. Um, so oftentimes you can, get, you can go to the game warden and you can get a writ that lets you hunt them out of their season because of the agricultural damage that they may or may not be doing. Uh, and the other thing is it's kind of a hit-and-run type shooting. 
Dove, dove hunting requires a good dove field. People will pay a, a lot of money to go to a dove field and shoot. You know, $50 a person, $100 a person, $200 a person if it's a really good one. It's often farmers who have, um, through the course of legit agriculture, they have seeds spread all in the field. You know, they, they, they cut over their corn, their wheat, their soybean, whatever it is, milo or whatever, and now the seeds are dispersed, but it's not like you went out there and baited, so that way it's legal. And there's a very serious distinction there because if you went out there and threw the seeds out, you're baiting, which is a crime. So that kind of hunting is dependent upon there being birds. It's dependent upon you getting a good spot. It means sitting in a field all day in the heat. It's sit here and wait kind of hunting. But, but crow hunting is hit and run hunting. So we get in the truck at, at the break of dawn and we'll go to one spot we'll, and we'll hunt until they're all dead or they stop coming. And then we'll go to our other spot and we'll just do it again. And we bounce around starting at like 5 a.m. and we'll get done around noon. Now, was teenage Kyle ever lazy? Like, no, I want to stay in bed. Oh, yeah, totally. He just dragged me out of bed. He's like, come on, we're going hunting. Like, like that. Yeah, let's go. Uh, he'd get me out of bed eventually. I was usually excited to go, but I'd always get out of bed to go hunting. Like, especially if it was the kind of hunting that I enjoy. Uh, I didn't always want to get out of bed to go deer hunting because I had to carry so much gear. Uh, and I didn't like that. And it was like, you know, a couple miles walk. But for, for bird hunting, I'm always up to go. I'm up to go now. I've been telling them lately we should go. Deer huh. hunting is not half as much fun as bird hunting. Bird, so, I've never hunted. Like, I can't see the fun of that, really, because... Like, the whole fun I have, like, I love dove hunting. I like pheasant, quail. Not turkey as much, but pheasant, quail, dove. That's all fun because you're active. You're walking. When you shoot one, you're like, I'm going to eat that later. That's fucking my food. I'm going to eat that. With a crow, like, it's just like, all right, dead bird. Woohoo! <laughs> Yay. I, so it's, the, it's, it's killing them. It's, that's, the that's noise the is back. Taylor, are you also on a laptop that's plugged in? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's not plugged in anymore. And it's better. I wonder if, if it comes back again, I'm unplugging my desktop PC. <laughs> <laughs> Shut this whole thing down. Uh, yeah, yeah but I don't know. There's, a lots of, there's lots of different kinds of hunting, and they're all fun for different ways. Uh, I think the things that the commonalities, the camaraderie is always fun with hunting, the outdoors nature of it, just getting outside and doing something, you know, the physical aspect. But it's also the risk and reward. Um, with some hunting, it's like you get, a ch you get chance after chance after chance, just like fishing. But with some hunting, it's like you get your big moment, and if you mess it up, it's kind of a, you know, you ruin everyone's day. And yeah. uh, if you miss the deer, then the night's over. Like, there aren't, they don't just keep coming. Like, once you shoot the first time, it's kind of over. And I tend to get a lot more anxious with bird hunting with someone who's new to it than I do deer hunting, where you're both in a stand together waiting. Because there's, unless you're a complete jackass, you're not going to walk to a part of the stand where the guy's aiming and just get shot in the back of the head. But with bird hunting, if someone doesn't know how to walk the line and figure out where the dogs are, how fast to walk, when to pace yourself, when to stop, then you could pull a Dick Cheney and just get shot right in the face. I've been like, shot a few times, so it's uh, it's usually not that bad. Uh, and I've seen people get shot kind of bad. So in dove fields, everybody's kind of just dispersed out in this field. And when a dove comes, whoever's closest starts shooting at it. And, you know, if it flies the wrong way, eight people might shoot at it along its path. And as it goes, it's getting more frantic and high. How, how high is it? That's the, that's the thing in question. Uh, when one's very low... That means that I might be pointed across the field at you. 
So you'll hear someone scream, low bird, and that means don't shoot. Low bird means don't shoot. And some people don't know that. Some people think low bird means shoot that when it's low. <laughs> He's asking for it. He's asking for it. Doves are a lot higher than pheasant, at least in my experience. Definitely. So on average, like pheasant are always, you know, rising up from the ground. So yeah. Pheasant yeah. And quail. And they, pheasant and quail taste better than dove, I think. But now that you've mentioned the cream cheese thing with the yeah, bacon. Really the you don't have to be, you don't have to know how to butcher animals. You don't have to be a chef. Like, Here's what I do. You grab the bird. It's on its back in your hand. You, this sounds awful, but you grab the skin on its chest and just tear that off. And you really, so you really don't have to. You can just reach in and grab its breast, like the two muscles and the skin, and rip it right out of the bird. And you've got like a double breast of meat, just like a double chicken breast, you know. And like I said, you wash it up, maybe cut the fat off if you want to. They're so lean anyway, you don't need to. And uh, it's cream cheese, bacon, and jalapeno toothpick and you throw them on a grill and they really are delicious and and i don't like beer but i really like beer with with this like i, I love to drink beer and eat those things yeah a friend sorry. of mine went hunting i was in high school we weren't close but whatever and he shot a bird on the ground and apparently that was like a major super duper no-no like you can't shoot a bird that's walking around that's asshole especially if you're young like nobody cares he was young yeah yeah, that's if somebody, it's one thing to correct somebody if they do something like that, but like I don't care. I've seen people shoot birds right off the, you know. I don't power care if you go and club them. I, I don't think the bird cares either. Well, no, they're, they're want, dying either way. Like, <laughs> you want to be legal, but like if it's just me and you there, and you haven't shot a bird, and there's an easy one, like I don't give a fuck if you kill it. Um, I've <laughs> seen people a lot of times like the bird will land on the power line right above them, and uh, and just poof. <laughs> no mercy. Power line sounds risky. <laughs> yeah, those pheasants, like if you have your dog pointed at it and it's in some bush somewhere and the dog spooks it or it hears you coming, they'll run for like 10 yards before they even take off. Yeah. So it's, yeah, uh, I'm going to eat you. I don't give a shit if I shoot you there or I shoot you here and that then just blow it away kyle said a thing that got me thinking he's like you know if we're hunting and maybe you haven't done much and you shoot a bird on the ground i don't care go get the easy one that's how kyle is like if you're kyle's friend same team bitch same team <laughs> all the time doesn't matter like he killed a guy but <laughs> probably but on the ground <laughs> <laughs> you know he at least he let him get a run and start i mean <laughs> Doing the best he could. Kyle's, no, if you're Kyle's friend, Kyle's on your side, period. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, it's how I feel about a lot of things because I've been there. I, I'm sh I don't remember a specific incident, but I'm sure I've shot a bird while it was on the ground. Like, I, I just know I have. Like, I, I, I'm sh it, it is unsporting. It may be borderline illegal if the game warden were standing there watching you do it, but could be unsafe. Dude, I was shooting that bird because maybe I hadn't shot one in a while. Like I just wanted to shoot a bird. I'm dressed up in my bird shooting outfit. I'm wearing my bird shooting cologne. Like I got up this morning to do some bird shooting. Don't hate on me because mine wasn't exactly airborne. At the <laughs> like shit happens, yeah, it's right? Not airborne. It's still edible. Which is the reason <laughs> we're fucking here, which is why I don't think I'd ever go crow hunting because. I don't like killing things unless it's for food, which is why when I talked about fly fishing recently and I found out 
catch and release. That the dude was like, oh, you got to catch and release. Make sure you wet your hands before you touch it, because otherwise it could burn their sensitive fish flesh. <laughs> eat shit. I don't give two shits about this. <laughs> I can't eat it. It may as well not exist. I don't care if every fish in this river evaporates right now. <laughs> I can't eat it. I don't care otherwise. Like, I don't want to hunt for something and kill it unless I can eat it. That's the fun. I have shot stuff and I've eaten what I've, I've eaten deer I've shot. I've eaten uh, doves that I've shot. Um, I think that's probably it. Is, but normally I don't. Is I venison don't. gamey? Yes. What does oh. like, gamey mean? I don't know. Yeah. I've never tasted gamey. Gamey is just a little bit of a funky uh, taste that you can get. And I think part of the gamey taste comes with like how the animal dies. You hear about like uh, adrenaline getting in the bloodstream and that making the animal taste bad. And uh, I don't know if that's been the case more times than not when I shoot deer, but generally, I'm not speaking to how my deer have tasted, but when I shoot a deer, he drops dead right fucking there like he doesn't run off because I use a high-powered rifle and I shoot him in the heart. It's also the fact that these animals are much, much leaner than what people are used to eating, like farm animals, so you get a different flavor there. And when they're not grain-fed, which is what a lot of people are used to regardless of whether it's chicken or beef. That comes across as gamey. Have you ever eaten jackrabbit, Woody? Like on no. jackrabbit, thing? that's a very gamey meat right there. If you get a big jackrabbit, but I'm, I'm, I'm like I. Can you hunt deer in your yard? So um, the the rules are like yes, basically, but it depends Seriously? what your yard is. It you know a few things have to be true. It has to be you have to be so far from certain roads you can't be in a vehicle that's under power you have to be licensed up just like normal um the you have to be outside of city limits and as long as you're you want to look in like the manual make sure you're not breaking any of those rules and then totally i've shot deer in my backyard i've shot a handful of deer in my backyard like yeah i i know so the rules for shooting uh i can shoot in my yard i don't really have a way that i'm comfortable doing it like you you can't shoot um, within a hundred yards, I think of another house, and you can't cross anyone else's property. Those are rules that I can, I can live within, you know, and still shoot inside my yard. Uh, I don't have great backstops at my yard at the moment, so I would need to shoot, say, from an elevated position or something, you know, to do it where I. Um, it's up a tower out there. That's a deer stand or something. It's a deer stand right <laughs> in your backyard. <laughs> Suspect it. It's too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't like that kind of hunting. I don't like when they're up in the nice, cushy, comfy uh, tower. And I've been to places where it's like that. And when I say I don't like it, I don't like when other people do it. And I certainly don't enjoy watching other people do it. But I guess I would like to do it. But it's just very, very different from legit hunting. And it's a different experience. I think like, like when I went to that ranch in Texas. What's um, a cushy tower? Because I'm picturing like a lawn chair in a tree with a cushion. Here's a cushy tower, all right? Uh, this is what they had in Texas. I, maybe I didn't get to this part of the story. You, you walk up a, a staircase that kind of wraps around this thing, and a door opens. There's a poker table in the middle. <laughs> there, are L, there are LCD TV screens everywhere. One of them's playing the, the NBA game, but the rest of them are, are, 100%, are like 24-hour live feeds of cameras pointed at feeders that are 400 yards. 400 yards, 800 yards, 300 yards, 600 yards in every direction. You've got full panoramic panoramic view and like a bench that these tables are sitting at so that you can like open the window 
shoot out the window from like uh, you know having propped up on a nice uh, thing and everything like a nice uh, sandbag situation then turn around your wheelchair in your like wheelie office chair continue playing poker and there's like a steady supply of beer and liquor there's a fridge there's all that stuff like super cushy a- air conditioned heated the whole thing that sounds like a parody of hunting like if you were to do <laughs> an episode something do that. Fun of hunting, I'd believe you if you wanted to go, like, like I don't know, you're going to be paying ten to $25,000 to go up, go do that and kill a cool animal. See, that's the way uh, you can shoot deer in your yard. Or uh, the last house I lived in, or one of the last ones, we lived on a golf course. And there was such a huge deer problem on the golf course. We lived right off of one of the holes that they legalized bow hunting on the golf course. So from our backyard, if we were on the porch, like, drinking or having a party or whatever, and some dude was, like, driving, got his seven iron out, was about <laughs> to, like, swing, and a deer came on. And they were so desensitized to humans. They weren't like wild deer where it was, like, you walk up and they're like, oh, what the fuck? They see you, like, yeah, you're another one of those, whatever. <laughs> and they, I'd see guys, like, about to swing and throw their seven iron down, run over to their golf cart, grab their bow, and then, like, string up <laughs> and try and shoot these things <laughs> 10 or whatever it was on the 18-hole course. And just and once you killed it, they had to remove it. You can't just leave a dead deer there. And so you would every once in a while, like, once every couple of months, you'd see, like, a, like a few people hit. And you'd hear the noise. And then you'd see the golf cart dry, driving very sluggishly <laughs> with a deer on top. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> had some good luck in the previous hole. <laughs> it's so, old Zura. I golfed a 104, but I got a 10 point. Here's what they yeah. should do. In areas like that, all they got to do is legalize crossbow hunting. Because I don't know I don't know how much crossbow experience either of you have. They're light yeah. rifles. For, a, for like the first 100 yards, it's a rifle. It shoots so accurate. It, it, they, they all go in this little group at like reasonable distances. Oh. And it shoots fast as Fuck, like can a I, child load it? Can Colin load it? No. How okay. how do you have to load it? Because I the only I have no experience with crossbows. I've only seen like the hand crank medieval ones. Like, yeah, like Josh. So here's what, the way the way mine works, and I don't I think mine's a decent one. I don't know if it's like the best or whatever. But if you're holding the crossbow like this, you turn it upside down and put the front of it on the ground, and there's a place where you can put your foot on it and like step on it. And then you reach down with both hands, grab the string, and yank it back, and it locks twice. It's like click, click, and you've got it completely pulled back. And then you put your arrow on in place, take the safety off, and it's got an optic on it, like a scope, just like a rifle would have. But it is a, I don't think my girlfriend could, could you know, yank it back. Uh, I don't think, you got to be a man uh, to operate a bow. One What's of those. Is it like 80, 100, 120? I couldn't right. say, but I, I would guess it's 70 plus. It's definitely 70 plus, but I don't remember. I, I don't shoot it much. I, I bought it for a video forever ago, and I just shot it the other day at like a big dirt bank. Like, like, like. The, the, the bolts are different than the you know regular arrows, too. They're I much- swear I just heard a pig. I, did, I thought that you guys played a sound effect of like a frog croaking. I heard a small noise. I thought maybe one of you farted or maybe, and uh, I was just going to let it go. No, I'd take credit. That was a good one. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't have Minecraft open. Yeah. Minecraft malware. So, 
crossbows they don't drop that much because I always oh, imagine that just like a bow and arrow over like 80 yards it would be like a foot below where you shot it. So everything drops at the same speed. It, the, the question is the velocity of the projectile so how long it takes to get from point A to point B and in that in that time period everything drops the same amount so it's like I don't know it's like 10 meters cubed per second or something like that but that doesn't matter. Uh, the thing that makes the crossbow better than the compound bow is I think it shoots a lot faster. I think mine shoots close to 400 feet per second, whereas like a good compound bow, I think, is in the low 300 feet per second. Uh, if range. you needed to shoot multiple times though, like what's the difference between reloading a crossbow as far as time if you're adept versus a compound bow? Because I've shot compound bows and I know it does not take very long. It doesn't take very long, but like generally if you shoot once, the, the, the gig is up, the jig is up, whichever, uh, you know, they, they hear that the strum of the, the bowstring firing and everything runs away. I would say if you're able to, if you were able to load a, a, a compound bow and fire the second shot and make it effectively, then you could do the same. I would argue you could do the exact same with a crossbow because it's really just like you would shoot, put it upside down, yank, arrow on, and then go again. And and really the great part is it's always fucking loaded. So there's the, the part of bow hunting that's always like gotten me found out and you know the deer gets away has always been standing up out of my seat, arrow on the bow, putting my release on the bow, drawing, aiming, and firing. It's all of that stuff that, that, that gets screwed up. It's, it's not the hitting of the deer most of the time. Like If I can get the bow drawn back, I can kill the deer, but getting in position to do that with an animal that's like evolved not to let you do that is hard to do that. Taylor, now I heard an echo. Taylor says he's hearing the storm really loud, but I... I'm going to look out the window. Give me just a second. I don't think it's even a storm, but hold on. So isolated that you're not sure. There's storming here. Let me look outside. No, don't leave me alone. All right, guys. Welcome to the Mercator Show. Uh, Kyle and Woody have left, and I'm the only one here. So I can say whatever the fuck I want. And what I want to say is uh, I should have prepared something. Why would both of them leave? Why would two-thirds of the team leave in the middle of the fucking show. Like, you have to have someone to bounce shit off of. I guess Woody's not to blame. Kyle's to blame. He's walking over there sucking his girlfriend's tits or something while someone be here for me to talk to. Now they're both... All right. It is barely raining out. It is raining. But I had to, like... Yes. Confirm there are some drops falling. I... But not <laughs> enough drops to constitute this level of sound. Which... Right. I'm gonna turn my ceiling fan off, but... Like this mic is it's it's a really good mic and it's built not to have like wind issues and then I put this on it, which should, isn't even necessary. But I'll turn it off. See if that's it. And once again, I'm alone, just running the podcast by myself. Oh, Woody's back. Okay. I left you alone again. Did you not like it? No, I love it. I love it. It's like my uh, my long deceased "Don't Be a Douche" podcast, which I might. <laughs> eventually where it's just me talking about trivial things uh for no reason as if you have all the answers younger is better uh that was towards the end of my channel the one you're talking about was like four years ago and i was <laughs> like i know how to raise kids i'm 28 years old like <laughs> no experience be harder on your children those little fucks like, <laughs> yeah yeah i remember we were talking about that it, it's uh yeah. I swear it got better. We'll see if it comes back, but I really don't think it was my ceiling fan. It just 
It doesn't tie in with, with what I know about mics and this one in particular. But it, it does better now, but I'm sure you have that on all the time when you're doing the podcast, and it's not some weird, you know, hurricane effect every week. So that I don't think that's it. It has to be something else. I agree, yeah. I mean, literally, I have it on that same speed every show we've ever done so that it's not a new variable. But, yeah, the audio tonight makes me feel terrible, so... That's okay. People, people will be fine. They don't. Our fans don't tend to complain, you know. They, Strong point. Yeah. That, yeah. Y- you know, they, it's all at small things. I've learned a lot about fans and fan bases and stuff like that. Like, um, well, here's one thing. I think I wrote it on the PKA subreddit one time. Sometimes a fan will be like, you know, hey Taylor, you're whatever, a big stinky poo poo head, and you're like, no, fuck you. To you, you think you've told that fan that thing. But to the people reading it, they think that's the way you talk to fans, right? That's the way Ta- Taylor shouldn't talk to his fans like this. And uh, you're like, man, you're like, it's really hard to defend yourself without offending all the other people who take personally what you said to that one guy. That's one thing that I've learned. Um, yeah, it's easy to just like... If, if you, whatever, forgive the famous word, but like to be famous wrong, to be famous incorrectly, then you'd be a douchebag about it. I see John Jones do it. John Jones, the UFC fighter, uh, he'll like fuss Was back. it and run or? Uh... <laughs> this is a response to a Facebook post I'm talking about. And uh, some guy would be, you know, like tear him a new one for something he did. I don't know, get injured. And, uh, and he's like, hey, you know, why don't you step in the octagon and give it a shot? And they're like, look at him. He's threatening his fans. Really? Even better. Did you yeah. see Ben Bilzerian's little uh, uh, faux pas on Facebook? I didn't. What did he do? Bilzerian do again? Like, what does he? What does he do? Um, he, he's 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 kind of famous for using um what wealth he has to to run a really uh crazy Instagram account where he shows himself doing crazy stuff with lots of women, and sort of presents his life as like, don't you wish you could be me? Women kind of, and firearms. Really off of this, or he uses riches that he already had to be a. He um, uses riches that he already had, some of which are um, uh, inherited, and some that he earned along the way doing uh, doing various things uh, to finance it. And I think uh, it also makes money. Um, but yeah, it's a he, his Instagram grew massively. He's he did the Howard Stern show recently. He's got kind of an interesting life story, but. He's got no uh, social graces when it comes to, like, dealing with a fan on the Internet. So this fan said something like, okay, so Dan's post was basically this. It's nice when you have friends waiting for you back home. And it was was a picture of some hot-ass chicks. Fans, fan number one says, they're not friends if you have to pay them. (laughs) Dan says, (laughs) I fuck more hot chicks in a week than you will in your whole life, you fucking loser. (laughs) It was something Uh, like uh, that. (laughs) <laughs> what petty, awful approach to a troll. Which, oh, yeah? Uh, well, I have more sex. I got more sex. Ooh, ooh. Just, <laughs> I will say this about Dan. Like, he's not exaggerating. So he's a, he's a, he, um, who doesn't like beautiful women, right? But uh, if gay had men me- and some women. There you go. Okay. I, I th- but I think everyone, uh, most of us can agree that we all uh, love beautiful women. Here's a guy who has, you know, a plane and millions of dollars, and he's kind of in the limelight, and he's a really good-looking guy. He, it he's seems great- like his entire life is a vacation. 
Like that to me is the most like oh. it, I don't even know if if I had his money, I don't think I'd spend it doing the same stuff. But I do like that he seems to spend all of his time doing whatever the fuck he feels like doing. What he told me was that he's uh, he's like I've done all that bucket list stuff. He's like I did this, I did that, I went out and did this thing, and it was a lot of cool accomplishments. He's like now. I'm just trying to have extravagant fun. It's because why not? I like fast cars. I like beautiful women. I like fucking guns and explosions. And I like, you know, so he kind of just does that. What? He said I've already done all that bucket list stuff. Well, it sounds like this guy just exudes arrogance and being obnoxious. It's just like, I'm pretty done all that. I jumped out of a plane. My dad gave me money, and now I have an Instagram. Fuck off, I have sex. Women love me because of me, not because I have a fucking hot tub on a... You have nailed this so well for not knowing him. And and, I... Sounds like he could be a really nice guy. Like, I and it, his father made his money through like insider trading and such. And okay. he's, I, now, look, I th- I feel like these are generalizations. I've I've met the guy a couple times. He's always been very nice to me. So I think I have to give him a fair shake on this and say that those are kind of generalizations because his father was certainly a wealthy man with or without whatever nefarious business dealings landed him in prison. I, I don't, I'm not saying that it his wasn't. His father may have also made millions even if he never did nefarious business deals. I suspect he did really well honestly and really well dishonestly. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, but, but what I'm saying is, I, at, at some point, I, I heard him talking about like where X amounts of money came and went to. He lost a lot of his inheritance when his father got arrested he had to sign, he the federal government kind of held him for ransom they were like they made him sign over a large like over 50% of his inheritance just to get his dad out of jail and yeah, that, if that was a $50,000 inheritance then i can see your point that he only got 23 grand what was the inheritance cuz if you're going to say 100 million then there's no excuse because someone who responds like that to an internet troll is acting as though they have never had to deal with the slightest bit of criticism at any point in their life whatsoever and it's, the first person to get under their skin just drives them over the deep end where it's like, I'm better than you. I'm fucking people. Like, it was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. Um, I, I, you know, it's, it's hard to say with wealthy people. Like, I'm here right now working with some wealthy people. You know, they, I'm not sure if they're worth $500 million or $50 million. And to be honest, I don't think anyone can really tell unless you, like, follow them to their accountant. Mm-hmm. So Dan's got a lot of money. A lot of it he inherited. Um, probably more than you would think you would ever need. He's inherited. He's also made quite a bit playing poker, believe it or not, because because he plays a lot of cash games that are that are very high stakes. Wow, and that's he, interesting because poker is a game where you can play very high stakes cash games with no capital behind you. Like it's like he made himself, right? Like uh, he he built himself up from the bottom with those high capital uh, <laughs> poker games. Good for him, you know. I'm sure he made millions on his own. I, uh, I, I'm sure he started a couple of companies and made them profitable and then reaped the rewards thereafter. I I know he's done that as well. Look, I'm not saying he's a great guy. You you mentioned arrogance. Totally an arrogant. I don't think you want him dating your daughter, but you may want to follow his Instagram account. There you go. Bilzerian. B-I-L-E-A-R-I-A-N. E-R. I'm pretty sure Google will correct it. He's, He's pretty successful in social media. And a a troll got under his skin, but I am in no position to throw stones over a troll getting under someone's skin. So I won't. Dude, it's easy to happen. Like, like, 
you know, especially if you don't have, you know, a lot of training and experience with this, because sometimes someone will say something and it's not because what they said is accurate. It's because of how inaccurate it actually is. You know, if some, someone like, you know, calls you a Nazi or something out of somewhere and they mean it and you're just like, whoa, 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 you need to get your shit straight. And all of a sudden you look like the, the, the dummy on the Internet because you were trying to explain to somebody that you're not a fucking Nazi. I'm just paraphrasing. It's, it's, yeah, not... I, I, I totally see that. Historically, some of the things that I've responded to, sometimes it's just been jerks, but oftentimes it's like, man, I wish people had the facts right. If they had the facts right, they'd all be on my side, right? You know, the, the remember the chargeback with Jumpman thing? Yes. That guy was a thief. So, it, so at least it was rooted in something, though. That's Sometimes people will just make up outright lies. I saw, I saw somebody making fun of me on, on 4chan one time, and they were saying that they had met me, and they were describing things that I had done that were just kind of minor douchebaggery. The kind of stuff that when compiled together, make, you go, oh, well, he's an asshole then. And I'm just like, you have very subtly tried to, like, damage my image for some reason. And I'm like, <laughs> back with, like, proof that it's me, and I'm like, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. And this is why, 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 and why. And oh, Kyle. Only a fool would take anything here posted as fact. <laughs> <laughs> it was so annoying. He was like, yeah, I met him. He, wore, he was wearing his own shirt. It said this. He wouldn't. He told my friend he didn't have time for his autograph or something. He refused to take a picture because he wasn't. And I was just like, none of that stuff is true. And like, I don't even have to have a good memory to know that none of that's true because I don't wear my own fucking shirts. Uh, really anywhere unless it's like a real lazy Sunday. Uh, I, I, I almost always uh, do the picture. I don't think I've, I think one time I said no because I had like a cold sore and it just looked terrible. It was, mm -hmm. it, and, I, and I think I sent that guy a free shirt in the mail or something and signed it. Uh, but, and I always sign stuff because, you know, why the fuck not? I got time to scribble on your AR. You are very good with fans. Like I've only seen you like three or four instances in real life with people who are like, oh my God, it's FPS Russia come up to you and you're always nice you're never a cunt it's like you're always trying to be friendly uh it, absolutely like like i appreciate all those people like like i know we've whittled it down before and been like how much is one human being who's a subscriber mm -hmm. actually worth and it's a minuscule amount of money but it's about more than the dollar amount that is attached to him it's it's kind of an idea you know the, this guy's part of the team and you know i'll give him what he what he's what he deserves as not just yeah. a fan or whatever he's contributed but as a human being you know it's clear that he's had to work up some amount of courage to come over here. His palms are sweat. It's like the Eminem song. Every time <laughs> I meet these guys, it's like palms knee. What well, is like um. Palms are sweaty. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knees, Mom sweater knees, already. Mom's palms are sweaty. Yeah, it's always like that. I'm just you know, it's, it's so many times I shake these guys' hands and they're just sweaty, so sweaty because they're so nervous to meet me, and you can see their like jaw quivering while they're talking, and it's like, calm down, man. I'm just like, I just shoot stuff. It's like a, a thank you. Not well, to them individually, but also to the whole idea of why you're successful. That kind of person who cares enough to watch, to follow you, to see all the shit you're doing. Yeah. Like, thank you to the demographic just by being friendly to them so they can post it and other people who are in the same boat can be like, yeah, that guy, that guy gives a fuck. I met this family one time at, uh, at Walmart. And, uh, and it was like, the, it was, I saw the daughter and the mother first. And the daughter was like staring at me. And uh, and I know I, I was like, I wonder why she's staring at me or whatever. And then like later on, the father, daughter and uh, mother, like the whole family unit, like cornered me by the Fritos. And they were like, oh, it's you. It's you. And they're like, describe this whole scenario where like 
they get together and watch my videos on their Apple TV in the living room and stuff. And they were just like, like the dad is like wide eyed, like taking pictures of me for Instagram. And I was telling somebody about this whole story and they were like, I bet if we search your name on Instagram, we'll find it. And he's like, and there I am with this family at Walmart. Dude, I got like the opposite. So I'm having my paint and my house painted in Apex. And uh, this guy wasn't a fan or anything, but somehow what I did came up. And I was like, yeah, I have a show on YouTube, et cetera. We do Painkiller already. I'm Woody's Gamertag, et cetera. And um, he's like, oh, I'll check it out. So he sends me an estimate on what it costs to paint the house because we're prepping it for sale. We want it to be nice. And um, (laughs) he's like, oh, yeah, watched your show with my son. It was the auto blow episode. He's like, some... uh, some colorful language in that show. <laughs> it's like, fuck! It's like, fuck. yeah, it's an adult show, sir. Like, yeah, like... <laughs> and of course he watched the Auto Blow Right? One. Filthiest sponsor imaginable. <laughs> I still don't have mine, but I'm sure it's fun. Oh, what a shame. Dude, it really is great. Like, like, I know Woody wasn't around for my description of the Auto Blow. I feel like it's definitely better than in, uh, like, manual masturbation, no matter how good your technique is. Um, I, I, I definitely felt like, uh, you know, the thing kind of takes over, like you don't even, you can just kind of like na- take a little nap and it'll still be doing its own thing down there. It's great. I, I really like that thing. The cleanup is easy. That's the and most I, awesome part. The loud noise is the best. Everyone should know, Hey, dad's masturbating in this room. Give him some space. That's how I assert my masturbatory <laughs> dominance. <laughs> See, and after a while you can just turn it on and not even use it in a room and get some privacy. Privacy. <laughs> I was knocking on that door. Yin, 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 yin. It's <laughs> cream. Uh-uh. Okay, see you in an hour. <laughs> Kitty's had a stick in that masturbation machine for like four hours. What is he doing? I hear Lord of the Rings soundtracks in there. What's, what's he doing? <laughs> he tried to slut shame me, I think. Like, she was like, oh, yes, it came in the mail and he disappeared for hours. And I was like, yeah, I was fucking that machine. That- <laughs> Got in the mail. Like I got no shame. Like there's no way you can own a blowjob machine and not just own, not just, not just own it. Like I mean, you know how to handle it. You you assert your masturbatory dominance. You let the world know. Yeah, See, I, I, want uh, I thought it got lost in the mail. I thought that it got lost in the mail, and so I went to <laughs> I went to the oh. post office, <laughs> and uh, I was trying to get my Dollar Shave Club stuff too, and <laughs> I was like. Uh, I think that you lost something that was supposed to be delivered to here. Uh, Should have come a while ago. Someone sent it. And they were like, uh, what is it? And I was like, ah, uh, well. It's a brown box. It's, uh, it's a brown box. <laughs> Some goods. Birthday. I, I'm I, not I, sure. I, I actually said like an asshole, people in line behind me, that someone had shipped me some goods. Like, it was, like, like the Oregon Trail, and I needed goods to continue on my way. Uh, it's just some goods, sir. I experienced once. So I, was, I had a friend in New Jersey, and in New Jersey, cigarettes are very expensive. And at the time, I did not know that it's a crime to ship cigarettes across borders and get around that tax. Really? Uh, it is. So I know that now, and so I don't do that now. But at the time, I'd buy her a $50 carton of cigarettes, mail it to her for $3 where, to a place where they were $70, saving her like $15 a carton or something like that, or maybe 20 bucks a carton. It was significant. I think there were 40 here, 70 there. So it was, it was worth doing. And the lady asked me, she was like, what are you shipping? And I, I was like, uh, 
I, I didn't expect to be asked, and I can't tell you what it is. And I was just like, books. And she was like, oh, great. Books for free. Just get them out of there. And just get them out of the envelope. And, uh, you know, we have a special book process. And I'm just like, nah. nah. <laughs> I want to keep, keep going. with. I already paid, you know, with the card. Like, I don't even know how that refund works. Like, you're going to give me stamps or something. Back has changed. Like, nah, just, nah. Just, she's like, no, really, it's free. And I'm just like, I just backed away and walked out. <laughs> like, <laughs> she had These to make private books. <laughs> That's what I, I guess I should have been like. They're pornographic in nature. I'd like, 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 but in reality, I'm like, don't bust me for smuggling goods across state lines. Like, like I just want to help my friend out. And she's only. <laughs> that's... <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's embarrassing. It would definitely be embarrassing if, like, someone, um, if like someone from the community, like the mailman, saw my auto blow. Because, like, I know my mailman. Like, I know my mail lady. Like I, I, like, I don't know his name, but, like, he knows my mama. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like yeah, I can't be up like that. And what did Kitty expect you to do when you got that in the mail? Just oh, go I, over to your bookshelf and put it next to your eighth-grade wrestling trophy? Like, <laughs> I just think she liked the idea of, like, teasing me because, uh, with, with my male sex toy, but I won't allow it. I feel like that, uh, that's sexism, and, uh, and I won't stand for it. Exactly. You, you I think I'm sure a lot of people on Tumblr are behind you. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I saw the Reddit post where like someone on Tumblr was making the case that any vaginal intercourse was rape because the woman must not be in her right mind to allow that to happen to her. And it was just like hilarious. <laughs> that is so <laughs> condescending to right? be like, oh yeah, like I know better than you. You don't even know the decisions you're making. Has I been know. raping you since 1992. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like it. <laughs> 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 you say, what the fuck? Oh, I love okay. this whole like Tumblr uh, movement. That whole like but generation. some of this stuff on Tumblr is like actually damaging, in my mind. Like I, I I've yeah. heard the argument that like, let's say this goes on, guy says, you know, the, the, the guy guy and girl kissing, making out, whatever. Right? He makes a move. She says no. This is not uh, this is not what she's looking for. That's a step further than she had planned. All right. They kiss. Whatever. They do their thing. 30 minutes later, he makes the same move again. This time she says yes. There are many who think that's rape. And that's bullshit. Just, yeah. Even makes sense. Deal. I, and it bothers me. I'm like, man, you know, like. I mean, this the situation you described, you know, she says no. And then 30 minutes later. 30 minutes later is my window. That's how long it takes the pills to kick in. Like that, <laughs> I move, and you're telling me that. No, it's, it's bullshit. Not rape. I agree with Kyle. Totally. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, I, I think about high school me, and like that'd be a, a pretty normal thing, right? First time up the shirt, no. All right, kiss, 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 kiss. Second time up the shirt, I'm getting the all clear. Sweet. I attribute that to good kissing technique. I think most of it is just, I think a lot of it is trolls who just see how far they can push the <laughs> I left hope so. point and say ridiculous things. And the other half are people who just so desire to be a victim. Like, they want to be a victim so much because our media portrays any kind of victim, all shapes and sizes, to be heroic in their victimhood. Mm -hmm. They are the, there to be lauded for their trials, which in a lot of circumstances they are. But people want that so much that they're manufacturing reasons to be offended, to feel like a victim, and that does enable a lot of that. And 
I know Woody's experiencing it firsthand. Apparently, Hope is a big fan of Tumblr and these silly leftist ideas. I uh, I wasn't going to call her out by name, but yes, there is uh, an element of that. Sure I'm sure there's a school you could send her to. It's some sort of yes. military school? What, where are we sending her? Uh, yeah, it would end in the word academy. I think. <laughs> a conservative academy. Very well respected. <laughs> Wait, what academy? Viking bridge. Yeah. <laughs> I, also, when you're that age, I think it's also just a part of being rebellious. Like, And they'll snap back out of it for the most part. Like, It's not a permanent idea. There's a reason all those people are so young. Because yeah. who are older have more perspective on it. And Did you hear the, the, the woman at the slut walk thing? That is that Was it called a slut walk? I think it was. I'm sorry, Kyle, what would you say? It is called it a slut is walk. Called. And, okay, okay. Here, let me explain let me how the situation is going down. There's a bunch of feminists, right? And picture, like, stereotype of feminists in your head. That's them. Don't, uh, don't and, picture all of them like that. Because like, some of these chicks are hot. I've seen these videos. Really, I only remember the the one who the anti slut walker being hot. But anyway, an anti slut walker. Now, oh, okay. Good one. Let me lay this out. There's a slut walk, and these women are um, basically saying that America has a rape culture, and that uh, you know we need to stop it because so many men are pro rape, and and rape is overlooked here, and women are afraid to report rape, and all these crazy things. And then there's an anti-slut walker. And she essentially says that there is no rape culture in America. That in America, you know, there are no high fives for raping anyone. You are shamed for raping anyone. You go to prison and you are the lowest of the prisoners. That in America, like, it, there isn't some sort of it's okay to rape in the United States. We don't have a rape culture. There are rape cultures on Earth. Um, India is often associated with a rape culture. Some Middle East countries are often associated with a rape culture, right? Where if you rape her, suddenly she's a slut for having gotten raped, you know? And it, what was she doing away from her brothers anyway? Um, that's rape culture. But here, that's not how it rolls, you know? Like, it, if there's a rape, then the raper is almost all, unless she's a hot 48-year-old cheerleader, um, you know, the raper is always the bad one. And, uh, so and I'm, I don't know why you're associating the, the, the rape, the, the slut walk people with, with, with that, though, because a slut walk, uh, I, I, thought, I think, is, uh, is basically these, these ladies wear like, like panties or even, uh, you know, like they're scantily dressed or even in their underwear or sometimes just topless in underwear. And they're walking around sort of a march through, through an area. And the whole point of a slut walk is to say, it doesn't matter what I wear. It doesn't matter if I'm dressed scandalous. That's not a free ticket for you to rape me. Wait, I think everyone agrees with that. But what you've just described, if that's what it is, that sounds like an attention grab for people. Like that, and of course, it's meant to be an attention grab. But nobody in their right mind believes that. Well, I like, wish they would announce when they're going to have these slut walks. Because I would, because I think I would love to attend one. Because every time I see one on the internet, it's a lot of like, well, you know what? These, it's it's a bunch of like chicks in their early twenties, like. Wearing no clothes, walking down the street with like don't rape like no rape culture or something written on their boobs or something. It's 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 pretty entertaining. It's just it's very interesting that that's the approach they take, and it does garner the most attention, I would see. Yeah. But it also is assaulting of of straw man, of that people think that rape is okay. I 
I don't know I, a single person in this country that thinks it's okay. It's I, horrific. I know one circumstance, the whole the whole call, or the like the the initiator for the 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 slut walk was that a local police official, in response to a rape, had said something about how the the girl was dressed, or he had, or they had made a mandate that like, look, if you're going to be in this area, you you really should be careful how you're dressing at night. It's it, you know, it's a you know, blah blah blah. And the women like found that offensive that they're saying. The problem here is that you girls are wearing aren't wearing enough clothes. Not that we've got rapists in like Hyde Park. That's true, but it's also I think those warnings are good. If there's a spree of right? murderers and and dangerous felons in an area, I hope the police say, "Yeah, uh, avoid this area because you're likely to be victimized if you go there. Like yeah. you're likely to be robbed." If like, the you- police say like walk in groups, nobody's offended. But if the police say like, "Look," Typically, these women getting raped fit this profile, don't fit this profile. They're, you know, oh, my God. How dare you suggest I'm not allowed to fit that profile? It's like, I, yeah. I, I'm You're, just trying to help you. Yeah, they like walking in, that's a good thing to do. You don't want to get robbed. Go, go walk around East St. Louis by yourself. See how it turns out. See if people are walking up to you, offering you popsicles and fun now, times. what would happen? Let's say I walk through East St. Louis, right? And I'm dressed in my Woody's Gamer shorts and a t-shirt, perhaps some flip-flops, not causing any trouble whatsoever, right? Just on my own walking. You'd be fucked. Like, uh, I don't know if you've ever been there, mm-hmm. but it's, per capita, it's the most dangerous county in the country. Okay. What would East like, like, would someone be like, hey, what are you doing here? And start accosting him? Someone would come up to him. They'd probably punk test him where they'd have somebody across the street yell like, hey, white boy, or something like that. And then depending on your reaction, they would go from there. What's the and right reaction? If you, uh, like if you yelled like, I don't have time for this, or something, and kept walking at your own pace or acted crazy, they'd be less likely to come up to you. But if you said like, oh, what's up? Or like, oh, hey, or something like that, <laughs> they would know to That's come. That's totally my natural reaction. <laughs> hey, white boy, sup, bro? Yep, and uh, three seconds later, you're on the news. So there's... <laughs> you know, I'm on the news because I fucking shot seven motherfuckers. <laughs> well, we, we'll what, we like, don't have seven bullets in that gun. <laughs> <laughs> Six motherfuckers. <laughs> you'd be, you'd be it's, it's an awful area. Even growing up in that city, if when I did get my license, and I'm patently... I'm embarrassingly bad with directions. And so there were a couple times I was driving downtown for like a Cardinals game or a Blues game, Rams game, whatever, and I would find myself on the wrong side of the river or past, you know, MLK Ave or something, and suddenly it's like, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, fuck. Like every stoplight is like, is this really a rule or this looks like a suggestion right now? And then just blow through it and try to get out of there because it's a scary area. You... You would not do well walking there past nighttime. I had a cop pull me over when I was like, I guess I was 16 or 17, and I got lost in that area, and I was figuring my way out of it. Like, I wouldn't have been screwed, but the guy pulled me over and just, like, had me roll my window down on my, my Honda Accord, and the guy was like, hey, do you, uh, do you know where you are right now? Like, do you... <laughs> Do you know the way out of here? You definitely want to get out of here. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> so he pointed me in the right direction and I left. But, like, that's how bad it is. The cops pull you over just to tell you, you know, it's not a great idea. Like, <laughs> Do you have your crack yet? Because you really yeah. get out. It's, it's almost 9 p.m. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I, Steps in the next corner, just talk to him, and then get the hell out. Like when I when I first started dating Jackie, this is like the early '90s. Um, New York was a bit of a mess, and I forget we were going to clubbing actually in New York, and uh, I got lost because, like you, I am embarrassingly terrible, awful at getting places. This is pre GPS, and uh, I, like. I don't know where I was in New York. I remember we passed Jerome Avenue at one point, but this shit was shady. And uh, there were all sorts of, like, there were, like, abandoned cars all over the place. Uh, people huddled around barrels with flames coming out of them. It looked like a scene from Escape from New York. And and we're all, <laughs> like, we were really fucked. You know, it, it was only a couple miles before we we found ourselves in a better neighborhood. But, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll never forget it because, like, it was all the way bad. Like, it, it, oftentimes I hear this is the ghetto, and I think, what's so ghetto about this? You know, like, this grass in the front yard, yeah, all right, like, trailers or whatever. It just doesn't look that bad to me. Heck, um, uh, what's that movie? Is it Friday or Thank God It's Friday or with Chris Friday. Tucker? Friday's the first one, yeah. Friday. The neighborhood that they live in and they sit on the front porch of doesn't look bad to me. No, I, you, you know, zone. what's that? It's not a war zone. No, it's, it's not a war zone. My, my, my father grew up in a way worse neighborhood than that one. Like, it, like I, I remember the smell of my dad's neighborhood. Like, that was a thing. All the families in Friday are, are like working class black people. The um, I don't know. I, I know what you mean, though. I think the. I, I know I know one of the it wasn't crime. I don't think I've ever been in a neighborhood that was just scary where I was actually afraid to be there. Of course, I'm usually armed. Um, but I know when we went to Seattle, I don't know if it was Seattle or LA. I think it was Seattle. Uh, and then followed by LA. That was the first time I'd seen like real, uh, widespread homelessness. And, uh, and, and that was crazy. I was just like, here's an untapped market. We got to get these hobos doing something. Um, that's where I came up with the bum racing idea and the bums night out. Cause we did, there were so many homeless people down by the pier in, uh, in Seattle. Like we'd go down to the like seafood restaurant and we're all walking back, and there's just dozens and dozens and dozens of them sleeping down there. LA's and, like that too. It feels like Raleigh has a couple it, homeless people, and Jackie doesn't like it. And um, you know, <coughs> whatever, that's just the reality. But in LA, like I, I've seen 1,500 homeless people in two blocks. Yeah, they it, they roust them up and uh, out of like the main areas though. Like when something like E3 is in town. Because I remember that's what they did uh, that year. We were there for E3, and I was like, well, there's not that many homeless people. And someone was like, oh, normally they are. They, they really, like, cleaned this part of the city up, like, a week in advance. Like, they're, they, yeah. they've just pushed the hobos out to the edges of the city. And I don't know if you were out th outside the hotel that night. I know me and Extras were in a, a handful of other people. Like, I don't know, name, name three commentators, and they were there. Uh, but, like, this, this black lady comes up. And she's clearly homeless, and I don't remember what she was trying to do. She was just kind of, kind of loitering, and it was a really nice hotel. And this uh, this black bellhop comes outside, who's also a lady, and they start arguing back and forth. And the homeless lady is calling the the bellhop uh, an Uncle Tom, and and they're screaming like like the N word back and forth. It was great. Just, <laughs> She's like, and she's like, the, the bell was like calling out. She's like, they gonna scoop your ass up too. They gonna scoop your ass up too. And I got the impression that like she'd called that number a few times. That wasn't nine one one. That was like one eight hundred get a bum. And it was like, <laughs> come in, throw some white uh, nets over this lady, and just take her somewhere. Like they totally were. Yeah, 
it is like a different world you get into those areas where it's like you, you don't even feel well you you don't belong and you don't feel like you do where it's like one wrong step and i'm kind of fucked like yeah i see the wrong thing or rock walk the wrong way or pull my phone out at the wrong time i can't I, i've never experienced that i wouldn't want to i wouldn't like that very much i know remember i i went to visit my grandmother once and uh this is where my dad grew up it was across the street from a bar in um did she live in Cam Gloucester, Gloucester, New Jersey, which is just outside Camden. And um, uh, the big thing was, like, on several occasions when we visited, it was like, you know, don't go there because there was a murder across the street last night. And it was always a knife murder. It was, you know, and, and I'm like, you know, can I walk around today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No murders in, like, weeks. But um, Glo Gloucester's fucked up. I, yeah. yeah. That. There are just areas where when you go in areas like that, the people who are near that area are like, oh, you should check out, you know, Tito's Bar, but uh, definitely don't take 65th. <laughs> like, walk this way. Someone got, you know, beat to death with a tire iron there last week. And, you know, you, you want to steer clear. But, yeah. You know, yeah. We, we used to go and mow her yard and stuff like that. And, yeah, it was a. Uh, it was a wreck. It was a bit of a wreck. Is Newark? That's a pretty dangerous area, right? Or Newark's yeah, Newark's a big city, though, right? So there's there's good parts and bad parts or whatever. I like to think Camden and Patterson are the prizes of New Jersey. That yeah, if you want some fucked up neighborhoods, Camden and Patterson is good. I know I've said this before, but did you ever see the movie? I think it was was it Stand by Me? Like Morgan Freeman played this principal who like straightened up the high school. Yeah, I think that might be stand by me. Crazy Joe Clark was the principal's name. Um, Morgan Freeman High School movie. There we go. It was Lean on Me. So the movie was Lean on Me. By the way, I hear the noise now. My ceiling fan's off. I'm innocent. Um, anyway, Lean on Me. He played this high school, and it was like the worst caricature of an awful high school. All the kids are like not paying attention, not going to class, pregnant, dropping out, etc. That's where Jackie was zoned for. That was her base school. She went to a Catholic school, but that's that's where she would have gone had she not done private school. So, yeah. Legit. Was, oh, now that looks like a bad neighborhood. And that second one looks like where my dad grew up. Oh, yeah, those, I just, like, there are huge swaths of East St. Louis, and even before you get there, that look like that. Like, uh, North County, where Ferguson is, isn't even that bad. Where Ferguson and Berkeley are is not nearly as bad as East St. Louis. Yeah, that second one reminds me of where my father grew up. And uh, in behind the house would be a small yard. Everyone had a chain-link fence, and they just have their little, like, section. And the first one different but i also recognize it is not good yeah <laughs> yeah i'm perceptive enough to catch that one less than ideal so phone <laughs> which is my hot spot right now is about it has five percent life left four percent now and i don't have my charger so i'm gonna have to borrow a charger from kitty who's a floor down below me and i'm still waiting on her to res respond to my text message do you think that 4% will last another 
No, I don't. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> That's all right, Kyle. You can concede to your needs. We're good friends. Concede to his needs? That sounds well, like... Charger needs. And any other ones he might find. Yeah, I, it's, I thought I missed a sex joke, and I'm like, I hate to see that happen. But I didn't get it. Say no now, so if I say yes later, it's still rape. Oh. <laughs> That's the, the in the thing the, the the people gave consent, you know, to be interviewed or whatever, and then she's like, "Now I'm removing my consent," and and she's like, "That's not how consent works." She's like, "It's kind of funny. This whole thing's about rape, and you're not, you know, like obeying my consent." And she's like, yeah, it is kind of funny because that's not how consent works. You can't say yes, do the thing, and then the next day or several hours later say no and now act like you're being victimized. You can't return Taco Bell food the next day because it gave you diarrhea. You can't do that. I, I think people do. That explains Taco Bell food. Oh, yes. Well, I have no idea what caused the audio issue in tonight's show. Well, Sorry, it, it probably may have something to do with my whole setup here. The tether thing? No, it wouldn't be that. I don't think. I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I, I mean, don't know. any. Of I appreciate the, that you t tried that. You literally flew to Pennsylvania with a boom mic set up. Yeah. yeah. So. I, yeah, I got. I brought everything. So it's got the got a good. Yeah. Setup. The uh, on the desk. Oh, oh. all right. So, PKA two thirty-five. I think so. Go check out crunchyroll.com. There'll be links in the description and an annotation on your screen. Um, if you want to get these shows early, you can be a Patreon member. Also links in the description and uh, maybe an annotation on the screen. Sometimes I suck at that. And, uh, um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed the show. All right. See you next week.